internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel, the premier shaving system. Go to getbevel.com and punch in the promo code COMBAT for 20% off of all your purchases. Go to getbevel.com, 20% off, punch in promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, that's me, for the best shave you will ever get in your life. Stop shaving like a bum. Stop shaving like a plebe. Shave like a man and a boss and have some dignity. Internets, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, thecombatjackshow.com. We have a special, special, special episode lined up for you. A King, how are you doing, sir? Oh man, I'm fabulous, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. A King, man, congratulations, man. You look, you, you're losing the weight. Yes, it's effective, man. You, you, I, I, this is the first time in the five years that we've been running. Wow, going on six years that I've seen seen such a consistent <laughs> weight loss. I'm, uh, that's good. That's a, that, that that's great. Let me ask you something, man. What's why up? why do you not like compliments, man? No, no, no. It just go ahead, continue. Yeah, I'm saying I'm I'm complimenting you. I appreciate sir. it. Thank you. Like that, like that. What are you doing, man? You know, just cardio, watching what I'm eating and just being active and, you know. What's the hardest thing? Just being thing? diligent. What's the hardest thing, man? Um, Routine, I guess. Right. Once you get into the routine, they say two weeks, you know, that's, that's all it takes, right? And it takes about 30 days to break a habit. Exactly. So have exactly. you broken any habits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, man? Like, you know, now, like, when I eat, um, I get fuller quicker because, right. you know, I'm not eating the same amounts. You know, portion control, that's discipline. You know what I mean? I've just been reading and just implementing. And drinking, it, drinking more water? Absolutely water. I mean, I, I you know, like just past weekend we had the, the event. So, of course, I had yes. the Kirby Cups. Yes. But then I know that, you know, the next day, flush. You've got to go back on discipline. Flush out and, you know, ramp up the cardio a little bit. And I'm good. Well, I, I, I put you on blast not to put you on blast, man. No, I to really it. encourage you, man. And, yeah. and, and embrace Compliments, dude. Absolutely, I appreciate it. You know, you did tell me though before we walked in the booth that just be you, confident. You wasn't gonna let me beat you though. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not, I'm not. I'm not gonna let you be. I'm losing my weight too, man. Listen, internet. This is a very special segment of the Combat yes. Jack Show. Um, we have a very special guest on. Um, I have had the fortune of knowing this man. Uh, he was my attorney a couple of years, and it was it was mm. very very satisfied with his services. Uh, we have the first black Brooklyn DA. Mm. And the, on the Combat Jack Show, District Attorney Ken Thompson. Well, it's my honor to be here. Thank you so much, sir. Now, you you have an important statement that you want to share with my audience and an important uh, initiative that you wanted to share with us. Yes. We have here in New York City over a million people who have outstanding warrants. Warrants that they got when they didn't go to court for minor, low-level offenses. And in Brooklyn, there are hundreds of thousands of people who live in Brooklyn with warrants, outstanding warrants. And what that means is any of those people who come in contact with law enforcement will be arrested if their names are run. It's that simple. And so we need to do something about all of these warrants. Many of these warrants are given to young folks who are listening to your program. Yes. And so I want to do something about it as the Brooklyn DA, and we have an initiative coming up this Father's Day weekend that I want to spread the word about because I think many people want to resolve their warrants, but they may not know how to, or they may be afraid. 
And so I'm going to give them an opportunity to come to a church in the Clinton Hill section of Brooklyn, Emmanuel Baptist Church on Lafayette and St. James Place on Friday and Saturday. And we will be able to hear their case and try to resolve it so they can move on. The initiative is called Begin Again. Begin Again. And so we're going to hold it in Brooklyn this Friday and this Saturday, Father's Day weekend. But I want people to understand that there is help, and we're going to give them help. There are going to be judges in that church. There are going to be uh, lawyers from the Legal Aid Society. There's going to be some of my prosecutors. And the goal is to resolve these matters and vacate these warrants so people can move on. And we're going to also have all types of community groups outside the church. We're going to have a resource fair to give information regarding job training right. and other important information that people need. What do you say to people that may be suspicious about this initiative, that may feel that this is an attempt, they've, they've, been, they've been running around so long with these warrants that they feel that their cases are incorrigible, their situations are incorrigible, and this is an opportunity to, 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 to lure people in and nab them up? Well, let me just say this. Uh, I understand if there is some skepticism. But I want people to know that I am someone who was born and raised in this city, right? Started out life in the projects. I have from uptown, sir. Correct. Uptown, yes. And then moved to Brooklyn late in life, and 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 now I am the Brooklyn DA, and I want to help keep people safe, protect our communities, but also make sure that we protect the futures of young people, and so. We have a system in place. We will have it on Friday and Saturday. We'll have legal aid attorneys doing vetting, meaning when people arrive at the church, one of the first people they're going to meet with are going to be legal aid attorneys. Okay. going to sit down and talk to them to make sure that they should be at this particular event. Right. So if someone has a warrant for something that we can't handle, legal aid will be able to talk with them right. and give them legal advice. And if it's appropriate for what we're trying to get at, then they will be uh, sent on to continue with the process. Right. And so that's important. What happens to those that might not, that, that might have something that's a little bit more severe than the services that you're offering? Legal Aid is going to talk with them right. and advise them. I can't speak for Legal Aid, but probably advise them how they can best handle that. Right. But this is not a trap. That's important. This is, it is an, very important. It is an effort. It is, it is a unique effort in Brooklyn for people to come to this church on Father's Day weekend. If you ever was given a ticket for drinking alcohol in public, for engaging in disorderly conduct, for unlawful possession of marijuana, for fare evasion, for riding a bike on the sidewalk, for being in a park after hours, and other offenses like that, you should come and hit that, let your case be heard so you can walk out of this church with a new lease and not have to worry about being stopped and arrested and put in the system. Right. Um, do you are, are you responding to the fact that a lot of people are unfairly criminalized and, 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 and because that they woke up on the wrong side of bed one day, now they have this thing that this cloud that's looming over them that can potentially provide prevent them from living a fruitful life? What I am trying to get at are many people who don't realize the consequences of not responding to these tickets because some folks may look at a ticket or a summons that they get as akin to a parking ticket. Mm. It is not. 
if you're given one of these summonses, you have to go to court. If you don't go to court once, a bench warrant is likely going to be issued for your arrest. And so we have a lot of folks who were given summonses years ago who are now in college. They, they, they you know, doing some good things and not even knowing that there's a bench warrant right. out for their arrest. And right. so whenever, if they're ever stopped on the streets or pulled over and their name is run, that warrant is going to pop and they will be put in handcuffs and they will be brought to central booking and they're going to be in the system for almost a day before they get out. And so something that is so uh, minor as riding a bike on the sidewalk can turn into uh, someone being taken into custody. And so this initiative, and it's called Begin Again. Begin Again. It's Begin Again. It's important for folks to understand what we're trying to do here. We are seeking to avoid people from being unnecessarily arrested and put through the system. Now, I don't want to take away from, from, from us pushing this initiative, but as the first black DA, first black DA in Brooklyn, how difficult is it to push this initiative or, or to really to push this thing out? Well, I think as any DA with something like this, it's, it's not easy because there's great skepticism, right? I mean, it's not every day that a DA is going to devote the resources to something like this. And this is not the first time this has ever been done around the country. There's something, a program called Safe Surrender that started in Cleveland many years ago that has been replicated around the country, and they had a couple in Brooklyn. But this Begin Again initiative is different in that it is going to be put on by my office, the Brooklyn DA's office, with the court system, with legal aid, and it is designed to really help as many people as possible. Now, although we're holding it in Brooklyn, we're not going to turn it anyone away. And so that's important. If someone has a summons and they don't necessarily live in Brooklyn and they come. From any borough. Any borough. We're not going to say you don't live in Brooklyn. you got to leave. Right. We're doing it in Brooklyn and it's principally for the people of Brooklyn because that's my jurisdiction as the Brooklyn DA. But at the end of the day, I think that this would do a lot of good for a lot of folks because we have to all admit that everyone listening to this including myself, everyone who's a part of this, we all make mistakes. And so we And unfortunately, some of us are burnt more by those mistakes than others. Well, I know for me, I believe that my main duty is to do justice as a DA. And that means to protect public safety. That's the primary uh, uh, obligation I have. But I also have to do justice. And I think that having so many people with outstanding warrants and many of them are young people of color. I want to keep them out of the criminal justice system. I want them to have a bright future. And so this initiative is designed to come together, put law enforcement and community leaders together to try to save as many people. And so I'm doing my part. Yes. It's up to folks listening to this important show whether they're going to show up or not. Right. But this is something that I think they should jump on and they should come. Because if you got a ticket and you're not sure if you ever went to court, you should probably come. Right. And we can, we can, we, there's going to be a lot of people there to look and find out if there's a warrant outstanding for your arrest. And if so, you should be processed through the church so you can get out and move on. Right. One last question, and this is important. We were talking off air and you were saying that uh, there were several churches that have had programs like this, but the different about the different thing about this one is how this one is being 
funded and supported. Yes. Like I said, there was a safe surrender program right. a few years ago in Brooklyn, and churches participated, but those churches had to pay because to hold a two-day event like this, you have to have a number of uh, people from the court system there. So there's overtime costs. Those overtime costs were put on the churches, and I felt that that was wrong. Costs like what would it, what would it cost? Well, like for court offices, for judges. Right. And the problem is the churches did not create the problem. Mm-hmm. And so many of our churches can't afford to bear this expense. And so as the DA, I have worked with my team to come up with a way for my office to pay for it. And so what I intend to do is to take these begin again initiatives all throughout Brooklyn. We're going to start at Emanuel Baptist Church this Father's Day weekend in Clinton Hill. But then we're going to take it to Coney Island. We're going to take it to East New York. We're going to take it to Bushwick. We're going to hold it. I'm willing to hold it in Moss churches, schools, it does not matter to me. I think it's important for us to come together and show that Brooklyn can lead the way. Yes. Um, where can people find out about this online? Is there is there a site? Is there? A, yes. All they have to do to, is to go to our office website, which is uh, www.brooklynda.org. They could also call 718-250-3888. So that's 718-250-3888 or go on to our website, brooklynda.org. All the information is there. I hope if you have a warrant or you think you have a warrant, that you will take a step and come out that day. If you take a step, we're going to meet you halfway. And you can come out of that church and have a whole you know, brand new beginning and not have to worry about being taken into custody right. for a, committing a low-level offense. Right. What are the hours on Friday and Saturday? From 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. But okay. We're not going to stop at 3 p.m. It's right. just that we got to cut off the line at 3 p.m. Okay. Anyone on the line is going to be served. And we have a lot of resources out there. This is a big deal for us to do. And I appreciate you allowing me to come on to tell your listeners that this is something that law enforcement does not do often. Right. It is rare. There's 62 DAs in the whole state of New York. And 62. 62 from the upstate to downstate. And the only place where this is happening is in Brooklyn. Right. Very much. Thank you very much. Where's the address again? Once again. The address again at the church is Emanuel Baptist Church. The actual address is 279 Lafayette Avenue, which is on the corner of Lafayette Avenue and St. James Place in the Clinton Hill section of Brooklyn. It is easy to get to. I will be out there during much of the two-day event as the Brooklyn DA answering any questions and making sure that things go well. Internets, you, 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 you hear District Attorney Ken Thompson here. This is an amazing opportunity. I know, you know, I'm not trying to call you any of you guys out, but I know some, y'all have already shared with us, you know, some of the legal issues that you that you have. So this is a great opportunity to, to enjoy this weekend. If you have kids and a family to just walk out in the sunshine on, on Sunday feeling a lot lighter. Listen, this is an amazing opportunity to born again uh, initiative at the Emmanuel Baptist Church, 279 Lafayette Avenue, corner of St. James Place, 9, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Mr. Thompson, anything else you want to share with our, with our audience? No, I'm just glad you gave me this opportunity because I'm trying to show as the new DA of Brooklyn that there's a new another way we can go about it. Right. I'm determined to protect our communities from the gun violence, but I also think that we got to make sure our justice system is fair towards all. Yes. This Begin Again initiative 
is important for law enforcement, is important for the community. So thank you so much. You know, Internet, we also have, you know, the notorious Ed Woods in, in the building. Ed Woods is, is, is the, the, the factor that actually set this up, set up this, this, this wonderful opportunity. Ed, you were saying something about, you know, how we spend our time using social media. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make the point because when you look at the amount of use that happens in, on the Internet and you look at, especially with our community, I think 75 percent of um, especially the youth and young individuals in our community, they use smartphones. And those smartphones are used for various things, whether there's a game on um, or they're chatting about something on reality shows, all the jokes that go on and things that happen and back and forth. And when you have something that's valuable and positive information, it needs to be shared with the same kind of, like, I think, magnitude and force, especially if it's going to do something to do better for our people. We always talk about things that you hear on the news. You never hear positive things. Well, this is an opportunity to share something positive. This is an opportunity to do outreach from your home um, and actually, you know, could benefit your life. Anybody who's ever went through the system, I haven't, but I have family members who have for something just that simple. Um, you're subject to being in, incarcerated inside for 13 hours, you get in, put in for a weekend. It's not the best circumstances to be in, and you're putting yourself at risk. So therefore, if you have an opportunity to clear this up, I think that it's important that you take advantage of it. Um, one thing I always say is that, you know, what, what bothers me is when you look at, you know, and, and I'm, I'm totally I'm from, you know, I grew up in that neighborhood. And it's sometimes in Queens. Just, you grew up in Queens. I grew up in Jamaica, Queens, right. Farmers Boulevard, in the height of everything that was going on. But one of the things that I try to make clear to individuals is that we all do it. It's like a sense of sometimes it could be just the fact that you feel like you have to pay the fine. It could wait. We all go through, through situations like we that. We procrastinate or, or put the – the, this is not important. I'll, be, I'll, exactly. I'll take care or of Sometimes you just forget about right. it. I mean, I've had parking tickets that I actually forgot about that was sitting in my glove compartment that I just forgot about. And I think when you have an opportunity to do something, I think it's just to the celebrities that are out there, the individuals who know that they can bestly repost and repost this over and over again or share it again on Twitter. We need to engage ourselves and, and, and really come to, to the table for this because this is important. And when you get an opportunity like this, you got to seize the moment. Mr. Thompson, personally, what's the effect of seeing these these young men and women going through the system for these for these for these minor uh, situations, I, I mean, think, minor infractions. I think it's uh, tragic because it could be avoided. I mean, just like Ed said, it, once you get a ticket, you got to respond to it because if you don't, the consequence is going to be worse than the initial offense. Right. I mean, somebody who gets a, a summons for riding a bike on the sidewalk, should they be put in handcuffs? No. Five years later because they didn't go to court? Right. This is what we're talking about here. Somebody who's drinking alcohol in public and, and they're going to be arrested 10 years later. We're trying to resolve these outstanding warrants. And this is a golden opportunity for people to do it because I want to take this all throughout Brooklyn as the DA. I want to make sure that I do all I can because this will also protect law enforcement officers because they have to they approach someone and someone knows they have a warrant and doesn't want to be arrested. It can lead to some drama. Right. And so the officer can be in danger. This is a win for the community and is a win for law enforcement. And the, the last thing you said, which is really important, it doesn't matter how long you've been walking around with these outstanding warrants. Right. And, 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 and some folks don't even know that they have outstanding warrants. I mean, if you do not show up, they issue bench warrants. And so if you ignore the tickets or forgot them, like Ed said, there's a good chance there's a warrant out for your right, arrest. Right. 
And I mean, and just one last thing I want to say, because it's, you know, you, you just imagine yourself um, when you look, you know, you have people who have to go to work on a Sunday or Saturday. I mean, I think it's important the sooner the information gets out that you can have, you know, whether it's a woman or a man, they're going to work. They can go say to their boss, I have to go clear something up. But, you you know, people tend not to make those decisions because they don't want to lose their job right. or an opportunity. That pressure but you're ultimately going to lose your job if you end up incarcerated and, lose and don't show up to work. Lose anyway. opportunity to work anyway. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. One last thing, you know, because we are an internet community, I follow you on Twitter. What, what's your Twitter address on, on, on online? BrooklynDA.org. That's it, at BrooklynDA.org. Yes. Uh, District Attorney Thompson, thank you so much for coming on the Combat Jack Show. Listen, thank Ken, you. this is from me to you. Anything you need, anytime you need, either be it on the show if you need me to come out. You always have my support. Well, I thank you for your friendship. Yes, sir. And, a lot, and for giving me this enormous opportunity. There you grateful. go. There you go. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, thecombatjackshow.com. Internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel, the premier shaving system. You know, we all have sensitive psyches. Things affect us during our childhood, and things subtly affect us during our, our years of, of being an adult, having razor bumps, bad skin, teddies on the back of your neck, bumps, all of that. You know, we really don't know these microaggressions affect us in our daily lives. Life is stressful with taxes, divorce, if you're divorced, tuition, bills, tax, all of this. Life is stressful. The one thing that shouldn't be stressful is shaving and grooming. You want a stress-free life or if you want to minimize on the stress that you have in your life, please go to getbevel.com for 20% off of all of your shaving goods. Punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T. Like I said, Shaving should be one of the things in your life that should be stress-free. You can't control who your wife is going to sleep with, but you can control not having bumps on your face. Go to getbevel.com, punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, for a stress-free shave. Tristan Walker is an amazing man for coming up with this amazing invention to eliminate stress from people who have coarse and curly hair and their shaving experience. Go to getbevel.com, promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T for 20% off. Shave stress-free. Shave like a man. Shave like a boss. Internets, you tuned into the Combat Jack Show, thecombatjackshow.com. What's up, Premium What's going Pete? on, Combat? It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Yo, good man, to be fr- back. Yo, first and foremost, Internets, I really got to thank y'all for riding with our last episode. Well, the last, the second to last episode, the Lloyd Price episode. Mm-hmm. It was definitely us stepping out of our comfort zone, and going into a different era. But, you know, when, when you look at the continuity of our music and, and, and the legacy of our culture and how we've been trained and brainwashed to think that our culture is disposable, you know, I, I, I try to fight so hard against that, man. And when you have people that, that came in way before us and laid down the tracks, the, you know, the railroad tracks for, 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 for not just R&B and hip hop, but for rock and roll and for American music, man. And, you know, I got the call from Bumpy Knuckles, uh, Freddie Fox, a great friend of the show. And he was like, yo, you got to interview my mentor, Lloyd Price. And I was like, OK. And then he started telling me the whole background about how he was just the first American, first American artist to ever sell a million copies. You know, and then how he just pulled... Don King into the fold with Muhammad Ali and came up with the rumble. And yo, listen, I was so proud to do that episode. But you know, you motherfuckers tend to be narrow minded. A lot of y'all, some of y'all. 
So I was, I felt a little uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? But the way a lot of y'all embrace it, man, we, we, we ready, man. We, we definitely ready to continue raising the bar. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. What's going on, Pete? Man, ain't nothing. Good to be back. Yeah, how's the baby, man? The baby's doing well. Man. Yeah? F- filling out, coloring up. Yeah. You know, every two hours. Wearing some nice shoes, uh, nice kicks. Uh, he's got he's got a nice collection. Uh, your, your baby's going to be spoiled, man. Yeah, it, it's crazy, too, because when you, like, you know, you have four kids. I haven't had a kid in 15 years. Yeah. So it's a different time, different person. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like prone to spoil. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody that's going through the whole prom season and graduation season and you know, congratulations to all the graduates. You know, my son just yep, graduated. And, you know, I know this 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 episode is coming out, you know, far after we record this or a couple of weeks after, but tonight is prom night and it mm-hmm. just took me back to to my prom, man. And I remember like, you know, it's funny, like him being the, the oldest in our in our household, um, of our kids and us throwing the responsibility, we tended to be really tough on him. But then I started remembering when I was eighteen and just all the crazy shit I was going through and how Life was so confusing, and you know, especially as a black male, mm-hmm. and just you know, what was life about? So, you know, I just definitely want to shout out to everybody, man, that that put in that good work and have those graduates in the house, man. Like, like I said, we got to continue raising the bar. Black excellence is the key. And let's jump into this episode, man. I'm so honored. We got friends in the in room. the building. We 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 got a second time and a first time in mm-hmm. the building. Um, internet, you already saw seeing the headline. We got you know, as as Forbes. Magazine states the most <laughs> successful engineer in hip hop. We got Young Guru in the building. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Yo, what's up, sir? Everything is beautiful. First of all, congratulations on the baby P. Thank you, Guru. I, I I'm very proud of you. I love what you're doing on Instagram. You showing people how to be a real dude. Like the the pictures you take with your lady, that's real. Like we need to know how to be grown up, and I really appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Number two is I'm very proud of my brother over here because he went to my alma mater and mm. put it down. I couldn't have been more proud when they said for H-U. the law school, for the law school, we getting, and, and and I disagree with one thing, though. It was very much Combat Jack as much as it was Reggie. And when you said that you felt like you were kind of even with your peers, right? right? Because you always do this hip-hop nonsense. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I forgot. But, this, this show, right? Right. It's this hip-hop shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you feel like your friends is doing like real deal lawyer business. I mean, they're they, they grown-ups. They, they, they do. doing mergers but, and but acquisitions. I get it. But what I'm saying is so fresh and so fly is that inside of Combat Jack is really Reggie. Reggie yes. and Combat Jack mm-hmm. is the same person. So by you getting up there and showing them the intelligence and showing them that you can close and be the primary speaker for this is Howard University Law mm. School. Not just Howard you. You got to understand, Pete, if you've never been there. Howard University Law School is separate campus. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's a whole different thing. And he closed it out. You showing them that hip hop is intelligent. Yes, I love how you did that. Yes, yes, yes. I like, I'm so I was I couldn't have been more proud of you. I had a couple partners, and it showed you how old we getting. But I had a couple partners whose kids was graduating. You know what I'm saying? It was just a, it was a beautiful thing to know that you were the person that was giving the commencement. Speech. Now, thank you so much. Man. Absolutely, thank you so much. Absolutely. Yo, and, and before that, we got to thank Guru too because thank you for your uh, ongoing support, just as a genuine, organic person. Like even when we did through the Apple uh, event that we at had the at the top of the, the year, yes. You know, you were up in the. I was so. It was so. I was so you happy know, to see you in no, the crowd. Like man. Nobody invited yeah. him. Like he came on his own. Like you know, you didn't. Need, you're not one of those dudes that just need an invite. Nah, and, and that's really appreciated, man. Nah, I'm, I'm proud of y'all. I, this this podcast or whatever you call it 
It feels like that's a podcast. It feels like my barbershop. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the reason why I listen to y'all. It feels like my barbershop. It's, it's it feels like people that kind of think the same way I do, but it also feels like my homeboys that would challenge me because everybody in here don't agree on everything, and I love the realness of that. You know what I mean? Yes, for the sir. show. Yes, sir. So for me, that's what it feels like, and that's why I support y'all so much. Thank you, man. Well, yeah. hopefully we get a chance to challenge each other again on, oh, on, the, on this episode. Absolutely. And I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce this lovely lady. That's right. To the to, to, to the combat jack Long show. awaited. Long awaited, and we've had so many mishaps, and we, we you're supposed to have been on this episode. I mean, on this show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and not just because, you know, you, you're, you're a perfect image of womanhood but because you were so nasty on that microphone <laughs> internet let's welcome to the combat jacks or rhapsody Cheers. what's going on girl it is good to finally be here man. yes time is everything though time know? is everything what have you been up to man working uh coming off this kendrick lamar feature yes uh working on a brand new album okay uh doing some spot dates here and there so okay that's what it is man what, what brings you to new york city Oh man, I'm on a little press run now. Okay. So you know, I just uh, I left Sirius not too long ago. Me and Goo, um, I have an Apple event on Monday at Soho. Next Monday. Yep, this upcoming Monday. Okay. This upcoming Monday. So you know, we just keeping my name out there. All right. Well, well, well Beauty and the Beast on yeah. iTunes now. Beauty and yeah. the Beast on <laughs> iTunes now. Are y'all working? Did yeah. You? So what happened is everybody knows Knife Wonder's my brother. Yes. That's like been my guy for a long time. What I started to notice is the amount of people that Knife is putting on, it can really weigh on you. I know what it is to run a crew, and I know what it is to, to, to deal with men, right? Especially grown men. Yes. And to have to be a leader of grown men is a very hard thing to do. So what I tried to do was say to Knife, I was like, all right, I'm going to come in and I'm going to help you so that you can be more creative and I can take some of the load off of you because Jamila is so much of a family thing that we was always doing everything, but it was just right. handshakes and it was right. family. Right. And I was like, nah, let's let's make it really official. And I came over as director of operations. Nice. And, mm. and that was so that I could take some of the weight off of Knife and also so that we could take Jamila to a different level. Okay. I'm one of those people that when people, I look online and when people critique what's going on, I don't get upset with it. I listen and I try to find the gem in their critique. Right. And, a, and a lot of what people, their main complaint was Jamila has a lot of good music, but we don't know where it is. It's not promoted right or it's not this or that. And I'm like, okay, cool. First thing we do is we bring in Carly. Carly mm-hmm. Hustle yes. used to be up at Hot 97. And, she, and she, she gave it a shot in the arm. Right. And it's like it's like she does the thing that we don't do on a daily basis. I don't want to run around and like talk to this person, that person, that person. I want to be in the studio making beats or telling the MC what they're doing wrong. Let her go out, and she does a beautiful job at promoting Jamila. Mm. So my job is to come in and help with the creative, but also help with some of the technical things. Brothers might not have had their publishing all the way together. Right. You know, uh, oh, so you're doing the business side? And yeah, the ad- absolutely. Admin absolutely. And yeah, because, <laughs> because, of the, because of the experience, I know what it is to, to actually take your mixtape and put a code on it so that you can get some paper if right. one of them songs streams. Right. You know, like j- taking it from a homeboy level to a very serious level right. so that Jamila for this year and the upcoming years will be a force to be reckoned with. That's hot. That's hot. That's yeah. hot. So what do you think about this this title that, that Forbes magazine gave? I was really happy it to, was, see, it was, uh, it to was, see it that, was, uh, that article. It was the New York Times. And it was... It was, it was, was the New York Times? Yeah, New York the, Times. Actually, no, it was the Wall, was it the Wall, the Wall Street Journal. I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal. I'm saying it all wrong. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal. It was... 
I, I don't never ask nobody for no titles right. or no accolades. You right. know what I'm saying? So when people say that to me, it's like, okay, make sure you know who Doro is. You know right. what I'm saying? Make sure you know who Tony Maserati is. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know who Brian Stanley is. Right. Make sure you know, like, I could go down the line. My brother Ebo. Um, it's a lot of people that put their foot down um, uh, uh, in, uh, in the engineering game. In the engineering right. game. So I can't necessarily just take that title. Right. But it's beautiful that they came to me and asked me to do that and gave me that title. So, you know, I, I take it with a grain of salt. I never like to have a big head. I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm a very common man. Yes. So I like to give props to all the other people. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, 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 that's the main thing for me. And I got to give a plug because I love that you was rocking the hoodie, the, the Never Sold Dope. That, that, <laughs> that, that hoodie was so I, – I begged the kid. Keenan Maven, yes, right? He, yes, he murdered it. He murdered it because I, I hit my manager, and my manager was like, yo, he got to do this photo shoot. today. He, he overnighted it to me. But I thought for that publication – that's the statement that I wanted yeah, that, to make. That, that was perfect, man. That statement was powerful. That you was know, perfect. Because there's so many. Now, don't get me wrong. And I think this is perfect. A lot of us grew up in the hood. And a lot of us are affiliated. And a lot of us are around it. Right? But my cousin was the type of hustler who was like, he was a real hustler. He was like, yo, nah, go do that music. Go play with basketball. Like, don't be over here with us when we doing this. Right. You, you, you way better than this. It's that Andre 3000 line when he says, uh, uh, go show them, what, you know what I'm saying, how intelligent we right, are. Right, 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 right. That's really the thing when I was growing up. So, yeah, you around it, but my cousin directly would not let me be involved with no street life. So it was like, as many brothers that have that real story and tell that real story, it's important for the brothers that don't have that story to be proud of what they did. Mm. So it's like, in everything that I did, I never sold dope. And you know, it reminds me of when we had uh, Mano on the show, man. And Mano was like, yo, nine out of ten, we all from the hood. Right. But we all not hood. Right. You know, and I'm proud right. to say I'm really right. from the hood. Right. But I'm not hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or the fact of what you define as hood. Right. Mm-hmm. So the neighborhood is not just drug selling. Right. So we need to redefine what we consider as hood. Yes, sir. Like, and that's the other thing. People always say, yo, my hood, my hood, my hood. Fuck the hood. I don't love my hood. I love the people in the mm. hood. But I don't want all black people and all Spanish people to be living in poverty. Right. Fuck that. Right. I want you to get out of that. You understand? I love the people that are there, not the environment. I like when you redefine that because I think neighborhoods need to know that there's lawyers in there, oh, there's yeah. doctors in there, oh, there's yeah. college graduates in there. Oh, yeah. You know, there's good families in there. Like, you know, the stereotype is, is so big, it's hard to knock down. Now, that's a powerful statement, even just from that kid from ATL yeah. that made that shirt. So I love that shirt. Salutes to yeah, him. I, yeah, I just got the tease. He just sent me the tease. Oh, yeah. now, now, Pete, I just I was listening to this show this week, man, and it was, I forgot the, the brother that I was listening to, but it was an, an, an Italian-American that was talking about how, you know, a lot of it is a core group of Italians that hate the stereotypes Oh, of, yeah. of Italian Americans, oh, yeah. like you know, just oh, yeah. like you never see, like when it comes to like an Italian, they always got to be mobbed up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They always got to be racketed up on yeah. the whole nine. You well, don't Jersey Shore. I grew yeah. up around a lot of Italians. Okay, in, in, in Wilmington, Delaware, um, we, we we had nothing but Italians and Jews. Right, we all got along. One of my best friends is this kid named Trevor Gian Petro because he was never. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's real. Yeah. That's <laughs> sounds like a fucking forget about it. Hey, let me get a ham and fucking mud sandwich over here. Right. He's one of those, right? But 
he was the kid that was never scared to come into the neighborhood. Never basketball was how we connected. Right, mm-hmm. and he used to hate the fact that everybody thought that he was mobbed up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he hated that because he was like, "Yo, all Italians ain't in the mob." Right, that was a big thing. And, for him. and some people don't view that as being like admirable. That's like, yo, you, yeah, so you basically say we're all criminals, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, so some great. But yeah. how how crazy is it that when other ethnic groups look at certain things like that and they go, yo, don't don't put that. We as black individuals take that as a symbol of manhood. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, some is of that, us. Some of us do. It, some of us. Yeah. Is that we don't stand up for ourselves. That's right. why I love that T-shirt because or, or the sweatshirt, you know, because it says that statement of like, nah, I never sold dope, dogs. Now, your son is 11, right? Nah, my son. Yes, my son. My, my twins are eleven. Yes, twin. You have twins. Damn. My 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 boy. And, my youngest boy and girl are twins. Okay, so they're eleven. The next one above them is a sixteen year old, and okay. the next one above them is eighteen. Damn. So you know, it's interesting, man. Raising my kids in this generation, and my eldest is eighteen. Yeah, and he's like, yo, like yeah, I could listen to the Biggies and I could listen to the MOPs, but I'm not with all yo, that. My daughter, I don't the same understand way. all that shooting and. My daughter, I want to hear Kanye and and, and 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 you know what I'm saying and Childish Jeez. Gambino. My daughter is the same way. She don't like no ratchet, nothing hip hop. Like she don't, she don't business with it. And and I love that, man. I love yeah. that 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 shows that, you know, even though we're not out of the darkness yet, man, the, the, there's hope in terms of like the kids being enlightened, man, to like what's cool. Yeah. Well, just the balance, like. Right. You gotta have that balance. Like, is there is is there a kid from the hood that has gone through a real deal life story and had to do and needs to tell his story? Yeah, there's a place but for that. The honesty has to be there. Yes. So it's like, okay, instead of saying, I tell MCs this all the time. Instead of saying, yo, like I sold this much coke and I did that. No, tell what really happened. Yo, I bought an eight ball. And I flipped this eight ball and then I bought some new clothes yep. and I bought some sneakers and I paid my mom's rent and now I have just enough money to re-up and I'm back and on I'm this back, block. Back, That's back, the back, real back story. Back on the treadmill, yep. So when you tell that, the stress that comes from that. It's or, like working at McDonald's. Or, you know what? I had my re-up money and I saw the dice game and then I tried to get in and I lost that. So now I'm down. So now what do I do? Yeah. These are real stories. That more people can relate to yes. than, yo, I got 20 bricks of coke. And I'm Italian now. Yeah. I went from black to being Italian right now. But that's, that's the crazy. crazy thing about people, uh, you know, what you're saying, because I've seen that firsthand when I was being locked away, is that people coming in dealing for outfits. I would tell them, like, I'm, I am right. never promote someone to sell drugs. You know, you, you could do many hustles these days. Things don't change. You know, you, if you're a hustler in the streets, you could be a hustler in, in, in some type of workforce, retail, whatever it is, real estate. But I tell people, yo, for you to stay outside and hustle for an outfit and sneakers, it makes no sense to do a couple of years and give your life away. Because they don't have no OGs telling them the real deal. Like when I was when I now, now granted I was born in 1974, right? So when I'm watching hustlers from the 80s, when I can first remember when I'm like 10, 11 years old, they whole mo was so different from the drug dealers now. First of all, they was quiet. Quiet. They didn't want nobody to know who they was. They was the nicest mm-hmm. person in the neighborhood. They was the one helping the mm-hmm. old lady. Mm-hmm. They would buy people stuff. It was all of that. Then the people that was on the block, 
I don't want to say they was dirty, but they would wear the same clothes three, four days, and they took pride in that. They said, I'm out here 24-7 with the same thing on right, all right, week. Right, right. They wasn't caring about clothes. They was on, I'm on the hustle. I'm out here to get the, the 6 o'clock uh, people going to work, and I'm out here to get the fiends at night. Like, that was their thing. That was their so code of it, honor. Yeah, it wasn't about being <laughs> fresh and fly. They yeah. was, it was about the flip. Everything was about the flip. <laughs> These kids ain't about the flip no more. Yeah. The whole thing about drug selling is buy for a dollar, sell for two. It's mm. very simple. Yep. No, you don't need no name. You don't need no flashy car. You don't need none of that. Yep. That is yep. that's hustling one hundred and one. Is yep. the flip. Yep. Yo, let's get into the music, man. Oh, absolutely. Let's let's definitely get into the music. Growing up in Delaware, and you definitely said that you yeah. you had a, a mixture of cats growing up. Talk about some of the musical influences, man. I mean, from so many different aspects. My mother was like super into uh, like gospel. And whatever the fresh record of the day was, right? Like, she, like, 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 like a Earth, Wind, and Fire, okay. like a, like a Frankie Beverly and Maze, mm. but, but more poppy. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the popular, whispers, the whispers, the whispers yes. like anything you could think of that the average black household was listening right. to. My mom did that. My dad was a little bit deeper. My dad was a serious funk dude, right? So anything funk, so that's like Parliament Funkadelic and every incarnation of that. Every thing that you could think of from from the brides of frankenstein Bootzilla. Boot, like any every every way that they broke that same group of Rick people James, up and, yeah, and everything jimmy caster was yeah, you was jimmy you fucking Kasta with the jimmy caster bunch with the with the with the shoes on on yeah. the album and the one with the stars on it everything right and my dad was like a slow jams dude. okay so he listened to every every classic slow jam record I knew those records. Yeah, what happened to the slow jams, man? Like, do kids not nah. dance to the slow jams? Yeah, I, I said that the other day, and I was like, yo, you realize that these kids nowadays have never had slow songs in their party? Like, they don't know the thing of, like, the record dies down, the slow song come on, and then you staring across the room, yo, you're that like, was which, the best which one I'm going to go ask? Yeah, yeah. No, you already knew who you was going to ask. It was whether you was going to do it Lights or not. Down. Yeah. Right. Or whether she was going to say yes or not. Yeah, and then you had to take that long walk and be yo. like, yo. The yeah, walk yeah, of shame. Yeah. It's crazy. Nah, nah. But, that was the fun. That's where you, you know what I'm saying? That's where you got your first little girl. That was a little from. romance. Was, because, because if by the time, if by the time, like you, you sat there, if she said yes, you was like, I'm in. Then, no, 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 hold on. I'm going to go, go through the whole thing. Yeah. You said I'm in. I get my chance. Right. So it's like maybe 30 seconds into the record. Your, shot. your hands is on her yeah, back, yeah, yeah. right? Then you Slide start down. moving down. No, 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 no. Before your hands can move down, you had to see if you had the groove right, in right, sync right, with her. Right, Because right, some of them slow dances, right. you was trying, right. you know what I'm saying? You right. might have been not <laughs> having your up. groove right. Movement was right. not aligned. Yeah, Did you do the back and forth sway or did you do the one, two, and then the one, two? I was trying to do the one, two, the one, two, and then ease into the into yeah, the rock okay but let me let me tell you let me tell you when you knew you was all the way there yeah when you started sliding down sliding down she ain't stop you she ain't stop mm. you right mm. she ain't stop you yes. you was great yes 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 yo that sound like great. an episode from the wood yo yo and, 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 and then what other influences man like um and then I had a whole bunch of like like my friend's parents, uh, my best friend, his father was an avid jazz listener. Okay. So I used to go steal his jazz records. Right. Like, like all the time. Um, avid jazz listener. Then in Delaware, we also had a big reggae community. Okay. So a lot of, but this is like roots reggae. Before, roots. Before dance hall and all that. This was the community that kind of like shitted on dance hall. So like, like you talking about Steel Pulse? Black, talk, Black Uhuru? Uh, yeah, all of that. But, but, but Spongy more, reggae? Yeah, but reggae? more like Bob and more like... Um, 
Who else? Let me think. Let me think of who else was big back then. I mean, Jimmy Cliff always. Jimmy you know Cliff legalize it. Yeah, that was probably the closest you got. Dennis to like, Brown. Dennis Brown, definitely. Right. Yeah, definitely. And then you had the Philly influence. So you got to remember in Delaware. Because y'all was right, right there. In Delaware, we get Philly radio. Right. So Power 99, mm-hmm. 105.3 um, was WDAS. Um, one, 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 what was it, 100.3? That ain't exist back then. Oh, okay. It was just Power 99 and just DAS. Yeah, yeah. So you grew up as a, for looking at some of your interviews, man, you were definitely really inspired by like big hit records, big rap records. I like, like big. Like I, Fresh Prince and, and like Jazzy Jeff now, and now, the Fresh now, Prince. That's somebody that I will always defend. Right. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, because a lot of people like try to shit on them and be like, oh, a soft rap. And I was like, yo, them dudes was the same since I used to go to house parties to watch them. They've never changed. So you used to see them. Oh, that that used to be, yo, Jazzy Jeff is a person that like when I was a kid, that was the one where I was like, I'll take the ass whipping. Mm. Like like when you're like when you, I'll when pass you sit, the curfew when for you, that. Yeah, I'll pass the curfew for that one. Like you sit there and I was always the kid that used to, I was a thinker. So when my mom was like, yo, you got to be home at this time. And then I'm like, but Jeff is playing. Right. So then I would be like, you know what? I'll take the ass whipping. So would but you go would, to Philly or would he I be I would go his? to Philly. He right. would come. They did, you know, like uh, Wilmington High. Mm. Like they would do our high schools all the time. But you got to remember that this is like still kind of like local DJ right. that's on the radio right, level. Right, it right, wasn't right, Jazzy right. Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Right, right. So back then it was. This is when he was unparalleled as a was, DJ. It was Jazzy Jeff on the flyer, Big as Hell. Yes. And then on the bottom. It Fresh would Prince. say Fresh Prince Fresh and Prince. Ready Rock C. Right. Right? Ready Those, Rock. Yeah, Damn. Ready Rock with the beatbox. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they, they used to have ill routines. Like, all that stuff you heard on the album would be a 40-minute extended routine. So Ready Rock C would be beatboxing, and they'd be, oh, take it underwater. Boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> he would be beatboxing. Like, that's the first person I really heard do, like, three, four sounds while they beatbox. Right. And it's the first, like, Fresh Prince would instruct jazzy jeff or say transform this way so right? he was transform like the, he was that, like the conductor he was the conductor or the maestro but it was it was all like on the star of the show was jazzy, was jazzy right, jeff right, right. that's who you went to go see yeah and i was a little kid and i would sit and watch you could imagine like a kid just i would just watch him and i wasn't involved with nothing else girls didn't matter whoever else in the party fights nothing i was watching this guy just the whole time like and fresh prince was always a comical Dude, like his rhymes was always very funny and very lighthearted. He never tried to be a hard rock. He was honest. He was very to, honest. To like to to back then, like the the middle class kid, particularly yeah. in this age where it was like the the the, the crack epidemic and the whole nine. He was like he was still the ultimate middle age kid. And he was still him repping with exactly where he came from, and his songs reflected that. Right, like parents of the world just don't understand, or uh, girls ain't nothing but trouble, or like. I can beat Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's or, when he got extra, extra yeah. popular. Or he's telling a he's telling a story like my my mom went away on vacation. This is what I did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's telling those stories. Yeah. None of it was super hustler, crack dealer. You know that type of thing. We got that from like Steady B and the Hilltop Crew. Yep. So they didn't want to be the same as them, but it was always a formula to Philadelphia groups. It was always a really fresh DJ with an OKMC. Okay mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Other than uh, EST is probably the exception, right. right? Three Times Dope had the best MC right, out of right, EST right, right. is the best MC to ever come out mm, of Philadelphia right. at that time. Right, period. at that time. At that time, right? But everything else was like Cash Money and Marvelous. Yes. Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince. Right. Uh, 
who else? It was it was a bunch of cats, but those are the biggest ones that made you know what I'm saying that made made records. Right. But it was like the DJ was always way better than the rhyme level of the MC. Now you know you you in terms of like as an engineer and the influences you bring to the game and have bought have bought to the game and still bring to the game, you also bring this like big stadium kind of sound. And I was talking to you right. earlier, and you were telling me some of your influences, man. Right. And I was surprised when you said. That 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 ACDC. Oh, you got to. You know what I'm saying? It was th- like this record right here. Oh my God. This is, if you've never listened to this, please. This is a perfect album. You know this record, Pete? Yeah, but uh, I was never in the ACDC. This is Hell's Bells. into ACDC man I just like good music so I, my high school that I went to um, it was it was a Catholic high school I went there to play basketball I had a lot of white friends growing up right right like I was always the black dude that didn't mind being myself right like I was never somebody else so I used to get mad in high school where I like I see black dudes coming to the school and because it's predominantly white like they would change up how they talk and just be different, right. right? I was never that guy. Like I was proud of who I was. You didn't code switch, and I was always I was I was that dude that when the five percenters gave you that knowledge, I, my chest was out because I was like, yo, I know a lot of stuff about myself, right? You know, that knowledge itself, that that the thing that it gives you. Um, I don't know. It was like a bravado. It's to like me. confidence. It's swag. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a whole. It's a whole element of intellect. Yeah. That you feel you have an edge around yeah. pe- over people yeah. around you, and I was raised by men. That's right. that's the one thing that I could say that's different, probably than a lot of other people's story. Right. First of all, that that I don't know my father's story. That's not my story. Your pops was always my there. pops was always there. Now I have empathy for people that go through that because of my mother, and and she was a teacher, and I know what that feels like. Right. But me personally, I never had to deal with that. And my father's friends raised me. My neighborhood raised me. So you had a lot of uncles. I had a lot of uncles and a lot of, like, just grown men that was like, nah, that's not what we do. Right. That's not how we are. So you were confident enough then to really, because I know a lot of cats, man. Put it like this. When I went to high school, I was very polite, but they quietly allowed me to not take my religion class. Uh, You understand? Right. Because I I wasn't the... the Yo, y'all are all devils now. Read. Right, 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 I wasn't that guy. Right, 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 right? right. I wasn't those people. So outside. they they respected but your views. It's the way I came. Right. You understand? So if I'm sitting in religion class and 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 you break out the Bible and I start breaking down stuff to you, right. They was like, okay, we don't need him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You could you can go because they wanted me on the basketball team. Yeah. So they let me go to study hall yeah, for I, religion. I, hate, class. I hated those Catholic religion religion classes, man. No, but see, I broke like I broke down like the Catholic 
church to a certain degree, your history, right. you can't say nothing to me. What, were, you, were you trying to break down that Jesus was... Uh, That's simple, that Jesus yeah. was black. No, I was more going against, number one, um, telling the priest that you not having sex is the most ungodly thing yes, that you yes, could yes, do. Yes, 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 yes. So you were, earth, you were challenging their life. Oh, yeah, yeah, Their yeah. whole lifestyle. Yeah, number one, number one... It's perverted. yeah. It's perverted, and that's why y'all are here touching these little boys. And it leads to perversion. Yeah, that's why y'all are here touching these little boys. Because nature is natural, right? right? You're supposed to have sex with a woman. You're sp- the Bible tells you to procreate. Let your nature rise. Yes, it tells you to yeah. do that, right? Which The way y'all living is crazy. Number two, y'all got all these saints around here, right? The Bible, again, tells you all have fallen short of the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. All. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean that you made this dude a saint? He ain't no better than me. Why is he a saint? Right. We don't we don't get down like right, that. Right, 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 right. You understand what I'm saying? Then if you really want to go to the core of it, which is when they was like, yo, you could leave. I'm like, okay, let me let me tell you where this name Jesus came from, right? This is Constantine, and this is Hesos, and this is Christos, and he has two people warring. So he put the names together and created this whole thing. Uh, Mr. And I can Mr. show you where it started from. So they was like, you know what? Mr. Jamel, yeah. why don't you just go to the, but it was, but go it was, to the basketball right. court? <laughs> but it was in a very cordial way. <laughs> right, right, right. And it was like, okay, you can go to study hall for, yeah. for religion class. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So you graduate, man, and, and, and we talked about it earlier, man. Yeah. Talk about the impact that, that Howard University had on your life, man. It's hard for me to put into words. It was just the greatest time period you got to remember, this is like 1992, so right. it's the 90s, it's the hip-hop thing came in. It's not only how free how it was and how many dynamic people was there, it was Puff putting down what he did. Puff was still there. Puff was there. Puff didn't start Bad Boy till 95. He was doing, he was doing Daddy's House. He was doing, but he was doing Uptown. Uptown, okay. He was doing Uptown. But in terms of the parties on the campus, He was still doing parties. Okay. And Puff would do like three or four parties right. in D.C. at the same time. Right. That's how he was but killing But th- those parties were the Daddy's were, House, right? Were monumental. Right. Daddy's House was one party. Okay. He used to throw those with Derek. Right. And they used to have this card that said Black Man in a Puerto Rican right. production. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And, and him, him uh, Derek, and Harv. Harv was down there. Yeah, Harv was yeah. down there too. Yeah. So so you went to those parties. Those was like our OGs. Right. So you got to remember, when I get to school, Amiri Baraka's son becomes one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Right? They already Raz. Know, you're talking about Raz. Raz is, is Mitty's older brother. Okay. So what Raz did, first of all... Bless him because he's now our new mayor of Newark. Yes, and I, yes, lo- yes. I love him to death. Yes. But when I first got to school, what he did is he came on the third floor and he told all the football players, he was like, yo, this one, he with us. Right. Leave him alone. Uh, so all that Cause, cause football, the, the, like hazing the, and all right, that, right. trying to mess with everybody, that wasn't happening to me. Because my OGs was already, you know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. Raz put it down on our campus. Right. That Africa that's on the f- ground, he painted that. Black Neoforce painted that. He had college students walking around in black and berets and like looking like the S1Ws. Focused. But mm. super focused. Focused. They shut down the university. What do, into, they, what do you mean they shut it down? They walked into the A building, they put chains on the doors, and they told everybody in the administration building, y'all not going home until we get more African studies in here. Oh, Call the president. So so y'all even had to go through that at, at, at Howard? Raz was serious, man. Raz was serious. And the, the university acquiesced? The, yes. They made them give us more African. That's how I'm telling, explaining to you how serious this brother was from right. back then. Like everything that he does that's revolutionary is nothing new. Right. He's been that way. He's the son of Amiri Baraka. Yes, 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 yes. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the next son after that was my roommate. 
was Mitty. Okay. So that's where it all came to fruition of, of why they're my OGs. And and their father lives a block away. Well, God bless the dead. He just passed away. But the, he used to live a block away from me. Right. In Newark, from okay. where all my family lives at right. in Newark. So it's just like I've known them for years. You know so, what I mean? So you've seen all this like political like concentration. Yeah. There's this black pride. But you're also seeing like the explosion like you really seeing like the birth of the next yo it's the crazy. golden era like yeah. you seeing the d dots it's crazy and it, then the even pop- before then right my freshman year i got involved with this thing called the hip-hop conference at howard right i used, so, to, I used to go to that i to, loved it because yeah. it was run by students right. it was my very first time um like when somebody would say yo go to the airport and pick up the lost boys right you know what i'm saying it was like my first time i think ever. that's probably when i met you through um I met through our boy mike can absolutely you, can you flow absolutely right. absolutely so mike was in my crew in in, in rnf but the hip-hop conference was the first time where like not as a d like as a dj you would dj the club and then so-and-so would come through and they say what's up and you play their record this was my first time like being involved with the behind the scenes of the music business right. so right? you you had already been djing Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I went to Howard DJing. Okay, right? and you were DJing like some some of the artists would come down, I, and you I, would DJ for some of the artists. When when I first got to Howard, the very first day, I didn't even notice that the student radio station didn't leave the campus. Right? right. So the very first day, I run to the student radio station and I walk in the door and I'm like, I'm here. Right. Let's, let's, and paused. Yeah. I'm like I'm here. You came in like LL, right? I came in you like had your yo, arms. I, I have arrived. Like, I, yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then they was like, "Yo, this station only goes on the campus." And I'm like, "I don't matter. Give it me don't a matter. show." Right, you right, know right. What I'm so you got a show. My whole point was I wanted the the uh, promoters to be able to hear me, or at least somewhere to take myself, right? right? Because my fr- the first half of my freshman year, I didn't put my turntables in my room. Right, I left him at my aunt's house. Okay, because I was like, I don't want to like you know, I don't know what this situation is yet. It wasn't until I came back. What do you mean the semester. situation, like in terms, like somebody could steal your shit? Right, uh, I don't know what you know. I don't know. Right, uh, right, right. I'm, I'm, you got to remember my family from Southeast DC. Right, Howard's in Northwest, so Northwest was like foreign to me. Right, right. The 640s, shout out to them, and all the gangs and everybody that was up there. I didn't know them. I knew all Southeast cats. Right. So I didn't know what was going but the on. The Southeast cats was, was kinda, way worse. Right. The Southeast especially cats at was, that time was hot. But you don't sleep nowhere. Right. I, that's a key. That's another key element to living life in this what we do don't sleep nowhere right because cats think it's sweet when they go to london and when they go over it ain't sweet Yo, nowhere. let me tell you something man the only time i let my guards down was in aruba nah. and i was at the at the roulette wheel at the roulette table and these motherfuckers came in with the nine yeah, millimeters, right. and I was like, "Yo, yeah. this is Aruba. Right. This ain't Brooklyn. This ain't Harlem. This ain't <laughs> it can DC. Yo, then that, I was like, fuck that, it man. Can it can happen anywhere. But <laughs> in the same note, you know what? I don't even want to be that negative. Right. This is the key to traveling and surviving when you travel. Mm-hmm. Just come with respect. Come with respect. Mm. You so, respect anybody's position wherever they at. Respect what they do. Now that may involve." Um, understanding something that's not normal to you, but right. that's the way that they get down. Right. The same way that you would ask them to respect. Like, if you come to New Jersey, just respect us. If you come with respect, they're going to love you. Yeah. If you come with that disrespect, they're going to strip you. That New York cats used to travel they with that cocky shit all the time, they man. strip you. So, so you're DJing, right. and, and you're, 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 you're down with the with the, with the radio Cultural station. Initiative, yeah. Cultural Initiative was like the first thing that, that really allowed me to meet artists 
Um, now you talking about Tupac walking around with the triple five soul hat on? Yes, yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? You talking about um, the t- with the tie top, the tie top hat, or the yeah, remember triple five soul the tri- had them little the, flat yeah, hats. Yeah, the, the tie tops. He used you to tie, love, yeah, yeah he, the tie top, tie tops. He used right. to love them hats. And then Biggie um, and the whole nine. You this saw is, you this saw. is Big coming the first time and getting booed. Big got booed. Big got booed at Howard. Well, tell, tell us before about he that. was out, he play, he played in Crampton in, in in the auditorium, right? And he got booed. Nobody knew who he was, and it felt so good. Two years later, to watch him come back on campus, and, and, they was and everybody runs right. and worships him. Now, you know were you saying? DJing for these cats when they would come down? If, say, also? say, say, if you went to the Ritz, right, right, and you wanted to do a song, like I was DJing at the Ritz, so it was that type of thing. You come in the Ritz, you want to do, you want to do your little two minutes. Boom! I would throw on your records for you. I would meet you, shake your hand, right. whatever. Or during the hip hop conference was like the, my time because I knew I was going to do all the parties. Like, it would be a party at the Ritz, and it's like Method Man and Red Man is over there freestyling to themselves, and then Onyx comes through, and then, you know, the, all these other people come through. That's how me and Jerobi from Tribe got so tight, was there was a party one time where I was just killing the party. Just It was one of them nights where no matter what record you threw on, it was just hot. Jerobi was, came up and was like, yo, you're murdering this shit. So you're, at, you're on Howard, and, and you're mingling, and, like, your horizons are being expanded. Yeah. And then your first, it's, it's ironic, though, that your first professional break comes through working with somebody that was local like yeah oh yeah absolutely tell tell us about working with nonchalant um first of all like shout out to nonchalant she changed my life she definitely changed my life remember this record right here uh, absolutely that that record took me around the world five o'clock record took me around the world um she changed my life to the degree that's like that's the first person that ever gave me a check in the industry right the first person that ever believed in me enough to say yo i'm taking you on tour with me she is the first person that made me get a passport. I had never left the country until until this record. How let's listen let's listen to this for a little second. Yeah. Brothers underground pushing up daisies, man, it amazes me that you can't see where you're gonna be. A statistic. Everybody's gone cobalistic. If you had a good day, damn I must have missed it. Cause you're mad at the universe. Go to hell with everybody else. Cause you want your own first. I got the urge to let you in on a little secret. Cause you keep dying if you keep it. All the killing that you're feeling is from within. Pull the cover, check the color of your skin. Voila. I couldn't try even if I had to. Born with the bulletproof vest when I had you. A black woman trying to get through to a few. So you can lead the next group. Five o'clock in the morning. Yo, that, that record is so 90s right Yo, there, so but it's, 90s, but it's so, so positive, well, well, well produced, man. So positive, so well produced. Like, so how'd you meet her, man? Um, I was. St- do you remember? Uh, rap pages yes of course and 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 it used to be like a newspaper mm-hmm. right so they had a conference in dc went over the rap pages was just you know just to be around i ran outside smoke a cigarette my man ls1 was outside and ls1 is a good friend Yo, of you've mine. been smoking cigarettes for a while for man. a long time have you stopped man i'm trying newports Yo, I'm trying really bad yeah or what type really of cigarettes bad. newports damn yeah. that long yeah i smoked newports for 17 years yeah, really bad i'm on my fifth year i quit i'm trying i'm trying congratulations a, if i could tell kids anything just don't pick up them cigarettes you don't don't like, do it don't, don't i was smoking hundreds i was smoking them telephone poles. <laughs> yeah. i smelled like a newport yo when i went away let me tell you how crazy i was with newports when i went away i would only smoke menthol they had tops when you go away they had yeah. tops you roll beyond yeah. your I would only smoke menthol. Yeah. 
But man, but, yeah, but so, so you I was outside. I went outside. LS One is a good friend of yeah. mine. Back then, he was DJing for like Onyx and and DMX okay. and people like that. Right. DMX wasn't even out yet, but Onyx back Onyx, then. Onyx, Onyx right? is huge. So he was like, uh, her her manager came up to talk to him and was like, "Yo, I need a, a DJ for my female artist, but." I kind of want him to be from the D.C. area because I don't want to be like flying somebody from New York to right. wherever we, you know what I'm saying? Right. So Alex just looked at him and was like, yo, my man right here is nice. And dude was like, where is you DJ? I'm like, yeah. So he's like, yo, where you where you stay at? I'm, I'm going to come, you know, audition you had or whatever, you, had right? Had you heard the music at all yet? Nah, I hadn't heard none right. of the music. Right. So at the time, I was I was on 6th in Florida. Me and Trey Lee was like, our crew was like mm. living together. The Tracy Lee. Tracy Lee, yes. yeah. So I had him come over to the crib. I did like a little routine for him. This was probably on like a Wednesday. That Friday, I was DJing for her, and we opened up for the Fugees in Florida. Oh, that's crazy. Right? So the Fugees seen us, and I seen them, and I was like, yo, everybody in their crew is like my people's from Jersey around right. my grandmother's right, house. Right, right. Like. Like this is before the Fugees were huge. Right. This is like This is their first this is, album. No, no, this is no, this is the start of the Ready or Not. Okay. This is the start so of So it was it. after their flop. So it was after the flop, but uh Salam has saved them with the with the Nappy Heads. With the, the remix, remix, right? The right? Remix. So then this was the start, but it was before they really, really blew up. So they seen us and they was like, yo, you know, female MC to female MC and and, and when that was another great thing. It was like that normal rap testosterone bullshit that goes on between crews didn't go on between our crew because I knew all of them and right. it was two women. Right. So it was like so love. So it ba- balanced yeah, everything Yeah, it was out. like like Lauren was super cool and Nan was super cool. But they was two different types of women. Like I've been involved with female MCs for a long yes, time. Yes, yes. Right? But like they balanced made all of us super cool. So then after that show in Florida, they were just real, real nonchalantly, no pun intended. They was just like, do you want to open up for us on our European tour? What? I was like, nah, and if we don't take this shit, you crazy. Right. Was, you know she, was she hesitant nah, about it? Not, not at all. She did, was like, did yo, she have the song? She had the yeah, song? yeah, we had five o'clock. But okay. we was doing like, you know what? We was killing the game because that was a positive song. Right. And she was clean. Right. So we would do like a 3.30 let out of a high school. Okay. Right? Then we would go do a mall show. Right. So right? all the local Then places. we would go do the nighttime like at the club with right. the thug show. Right, right, right? right, right Like right. we would do three shows in one day. So then Nine was like, yo, let's go. So we did three months. The whole European leg of the Ready or Not tour, we was the opener at. What countries are you going to? Man, man, everywhere. Like this is my very first time. This is my first time like being on a bus that rides into the venue. This is my first time like doing a sound check where the sound man was like, are you satisfied? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to the hip-hop 90s thing where it's like the ex-rock and roll guy that like care less yeah, 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 yeah. about what the These sound These guys are sound catering like. to the quality Yo, of the music. they had an EQ that was digital and had my name on it. I right. thought that was it. You know what I'm saying? As an engineer, I was just like, yo, they really care. What was the biggest difference about being overseas, though, culturally, man? That, that um, at, that, at that point in time, there was no internet, right? right? Number one. So the first thing I noticed was that overseas was behind us by like three four months right right so when i was djing like after parties it was like records that were like five six months old to me was still like brand new hitting and i was just like and i might play something that was like super new and they had no idea about it right would they get cold when you play some super something like that yeah yeah. Yeah. or i don't know what that is yeah exactly or (laughs) 
we was going through a show one time and nine she was looking like something was wrong and she was just like they're not feeling me they're not feeling me. and in the middle of the show it's like we made, and now she had one song and we stretched that to an hour and a half show you can't do 20 minutes and all so that so she's doing we routines doing, and all yo we did so many different routines right but she stopped the show maybe an hour in and she was like how many people in here understand english and like two people raised their hand uh and so they didn't like, know the new really, records they, and they didn't understand they, the words. If they haven't heard the record right. and can sing along with the record, it's like it's like if it's like if I play a Jamaican record for somebody. Yeah. Right? And they don't know they don't understand Patois. Right. Right? But if if you listen if it's a very popular record and you listen to it over and over again, you, you can it. sing along right. with the record. Right, but right. you don't really understand if I bring like my uncles in here and they just start having conversation, you'd be like, What do you say? Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's that thing. They can memorize the records, but they didn't understand English. So it was like a weird thing of learning how to rock people that is just vibration. And we had to just learn how to do that. So you traveling, man. You having fun. You, are, you, are you getting like your little groupie set? Yo, it was popping. crazy. It was crazy. I've done, I've done everything on tour that I ever want to do in my life. And then what's going on with school? School took a backseat. School took a backseat. School took a backseat. Because to me, you got to now, now. I'm doing what I was going to school to do. Like, right. I'm DJing, I'm in the what music was your, business. What was your major? It was communication. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm in the music business now. But even more than that, just think about it. All the people that was around me that was doing stuff, now Bad Boy takes off. Yes. So you have people that were like, yo, Chucky Thompson, what's up? Yo, Derek, what's up? Get me to the party, who are multimillionaires right. now. And, in and a year's got, time. They've got platinum hits. It, and no, they, not just platinum hits. Right. They ran Billboard right. for the entire year. Right. There was a year period where there was not one number one record on Billboard that was not a bad boy record or a bad boy produced, produced record. record. Right. So you come back. You and come, I'm like, yo, there's no way I could go back to school. So you come, you don't go back <laughs> to D.C.? Now I go back to D.C. I take the money that I made off tour, and I'm like, yo, were you, were you I good gotta, with your money, man? I gotta go to engineering school. Right. Now I was excellent with my money. Okay. I never, I never been frivolous with money. Didn't get no gold chain. Nah, I don't do all that. You right. know what I did? I came back. What I, was I, the dumbest shit you did with your with the your, jerseys? The, oh, I hated. That. That. Yeah, that, I was dumb with that. Yeah, you know why? And that's we, we skipping ahead in time. But with the jerseys, it's like I had to get a 54, right? right? Because I'm tall, lanky, right? And I'm battling Jay Z and Just Blaze. Uh. Every day, Every, Jay was walking in with a fresh new jersey right, right. that you never seen before, never and seen it was going to be exclusive. I never seen that blue. I never seen that. Just Blaze don't have no kids. Yeah, no, he don't smoke, don't drink. He yeah. have no, no dependencies, vices. no vices. He can spend his money on whatever he want. He's walking in with a fresh jersey every day. Yo, did Just ever come in with the Lost Jets uh, jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't go there. Oh my god, that was such. That was brother. so hilarious. <laughs> So, so so anyway, man, you come but that, back. that's where that's the only time I wasted my money. And right. after that, I was like, when Jay hit that line where he was like, take off the jersey with the button ups. I looked at him in the booth, and I was like, yo, you just killed the jersey. You just killed. You just lost. You just killed you just my killed. investment. And, 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 that, and at that moment, I thought back to myself, like, how many days in a row have I ran downtown and spent three hundred dollars on a jersey? Mitchell and Ness but when you and- getting it like that, when you getting money, that's the problem. And here's the lesson: when right. you getting the money. And it's coming so you fast, never think it's you don't stop. think about it. Right. If, if you know your check is going to be this many thousands, $300 out of that, you're like, nah, whatever. But then at the end of that, when you add it up and you be like, yo, I got like 100 jerseys. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. 
It's a, a lot of money. That's a lot. But you know, I hope you still kept you kept them. I kept the really dope ones. Like it, it was something that really means something to me. So like Julius Irvin is my favorite Cause, basketball Because you know they're going to come back. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to they, come nah, back. They're definitely going to come back. Not, not, maybe wish, not as oversized, but they're definitely going to come I back. Wish, it, may, it may come back as oversized. Right. Everything come back. Right. I wish I had kept like Jordans that I bought when they first came out. Because, you know, you buy Jordans, you mess them up, you throw them away. Yes. These kids nowadays, what they would give for the original, yep. original yeah. Jordans? Yep, it's, yep, it's, yep, yep, yep. It's yep. real estate, man. It's real estate. So, so how did you, when you came back, how did you hook up with D-Dot and, and Crazy Cat? Well, I had, always, I had always known um, Derek and, and Chucky, right? right? Chucky more. Chucky was more personal, and, and Derek was more... The dude that like the whole crew. Derek and Trey was real close. Right. Derek and Trey was super close. But I still knew Derek from like that was our guy that was like, yo, Puff is not gonna get you in the party. Derek, Derek is gonna Derek. be the guy in the yo, front yo, yo, that yo, you yo, like, Joe D, 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 get me in. You know what I mean? It was that. Um, but what happened was I stayed in DC for like two more years. I felt like I was moving in this same direction, doing the same thing all the time. Stuck. And my man smiles. That um, that um that role manages De La Soul right, right now, right? Right, right? My man Smiles called me one day and he was like, yo, D need an engineer. And I was like, dogs, I've been trying to tell him for years like that I know what I'm doing. And you had invested your money studying, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I went to I went, I went to Omega. Okay. Omega Recordings. So I took the money that I made off tour and I went to Omega. What was Omega? It's in Rockville, Maryland. It's okay. a, it's a um really small um school, but it was in a working studio and it was the best environment for me. Because it was like five, six people in my class. Um, the teachers was real intense. They were still working engineers. Right. So we had like one guy that really knew the SSL and he would teach us that. And one guy that really knew the need and he would teach us that. And one guy, Pro Tools wasn't even out yet. Right. Like it was a, a mastering class called Sonic Solutions and he teaches that. Um, but I was just, in, anything I get into like that, like I really, really get into it. But what, what attracted you to engineering? Because here you are, you're doing the sexy shit. Which is the because DJing? I, because engineering always, is engineering yeah. is never sexy. Like nah, when you but, look at it, it's these white boys traditionally well, when that's we, getting shouted out at rap, by rap niggas. You got to understand where we come from in Delaware. There are no clubs, right? So if you are none. none, especially back then, right? Right. We would go to Philly to party. My essence of coming up was always house parties, or we was in gyms, auditoriums, or fire halls. Right. So community, right? community, Co- community based. centers. Right. So if somebody in seventh grade came up to me and was like, yo, I want you to do my party, that meant bringing the speakers, the wires, the amps, the microphones, the, the lights, the crates of records, the everything. Right. Right. So then to battle other systems, you had I, I was a kid. I didn't have money to go buy the biggest stuff. We learned how to make equipment. That's where the engineering come in. Right. I was always the kid that like I would fix your bike for you or fix okay. your VCR or like. I was just technical like that. I so liked, you was doing what was natural, was coming natural to you. So it's like taking the music and putting the engineering, natural engineering, right? I went to uh, this thing called Fame, Form for the Advancement of Minorities in Engineering. Um, my mom was good at finding programs that were free. You know what I mean? That's that was like her thing. So I was an engineer. That's an engineer. important. That's an important gift right there. Yeah, no, 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 no. Seriously, my mom is a special ed teacher, and right. she just, you know, she's one of those people that's in tune and knows where all the stuff is for her own right. kids. That she teaches, so right. she just naturally is a resource. That's the key to success, having yeah. a woman like that on yeah, your side. Absolutely. And then it was just like engineering was just natural to me and building things and taking things apart. I love just like electronic equipment and taking it apart. So it was just putting them two things together. So you hit D-Dot. I mean, so, so, so you hit So it. D-Dot basically told Smiles. Smiles tells me, yo, come to New York. I remember the exact day because it was like I was dealing with Chucky Thompson. Chucky was like the biggest and best mentor I ever had. He's probably the nicest musician I've ever been in the studio mm. with, period. 
Very talented. Right? Super talented. Very dude. successful. And a, and, a, and a nice person. Right. Right? Really nice person. Just, just like the amount of stuff that he did and exposed me to, and it was, I can never repay him for that. Um, but D was more of a, uh, a trainer, right? Or like, like because he was in the field. Yeah, D was more of like the uh, when it, when you go to the army and they send you to that drill sergeant yeah. first that breaks you in yeah, and, yeah. and like pause. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> good pause. Yeah, that's a good like, pause. You need a D dot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because Derek Derek was on the front. line. Derek is the person that knows how to run sessions. He's right. the person telling Notorious Big. That's not good enough. Right, 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 right. That's right. Derek. Telling the locks. He's, he's telling Jay That's like like, like you want this yeah. puff sound. Yeah. You got you got to spit Derek it like this. Derek is that dude, right? You know what I'm saying? He's not afraid, and he knows how to like get the most out of the artist. So when I came up, he was doing the Crazy Cat catalog, right? right? Crazy Cat album was dope for me because it was like it was a compilation album because yeah. it was sort of like a comedy album. Yeah. But in recording that album, I recorded Buster Rhymes. Right. You know what I'm saying? I recorded Puffy. Right. I recorded the Beat Nuts. Um. You recorded this record right here, man. Oh, yeah. First time you heard 50 Cent. First time. Hey, yo, the bottom line is, I'm a crook with a deal. If my record don't sell, I'm a rob and steal. You better recognize, nigga, I'm straight from the street. These industry niggas are starting to look like something to eat. I snatch Kim, tell Puff, you want to see her again? Dance your ass down to the nearest ATM. I have dreams of fucking the R&B, bitch. But I wake up early and bounce with all the shit when ah. I apply pressure. This is also me um, meeting Shaw Money for the first time. Right, Shaw Money. He became a good friend of mine. Shaw Money, like, Dope. Okay, so what happened was Derek had a Derek had a deal. People were like, "How did that record happen?" Derek had a deal. His deal was through Columbia, and he was and Fifty, and was, 50 was messing with track, track masters, masters at Columbia. Right. They was trying to find you know the right. Trackmasters was into making hits at right. that time. So you think about what Trackmasters was doing. They was giving LL huge, everybody at Def Jam. Trackmasters yes. was giving them huge hits. Huge records. So it's like if they going through their formula of what they would normally do and you just heard Puff take big and take him from being this like nasty thugged black, out nasty like black Brooklyn dude Papa. to shiny, you know what I'm saying, Big Papa. <laughs> they was trying to do the same thing with 50 Cent, which we all know now was the wrong move, Right. right? But at the time, they thought they was doing the right thing. Like, yo, we're going to put you on this record. You're going to do these features Destiny, with Jennifer gonna be, Lopez. Destiny's you gonna, Child and yeah, all of that. They had them doing everything, but it was like, you wouldn't have made Get Rich or Die Trying. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which, which we later we would found out. would not have out. the bad guy that yeah, was 50. Yeah. How, how did y'all come up with this concept, man? Nah, 50 had that already. Yeah, he had the yeah, concept. Yeah, 50 had that already. So when you're, when you're engineering this record, man, yeah. are you thinking like, this is going to be such a problem? Or are you thinking motherfuckers nah. are really going to laugh at this shit? I thought people was going to laugh at it. Because right. back then, I didn't really have no allegiance to nobody. I ain't know nobody right. like that, like that. Right. So I was like, they should they should take it as a joke. You right. know what I'm saying? And laugh at it. But it worked for him because it got a whole bunch of people's attention. I was surprised that so many people were mad. Yeah. But yeah. you know, that's that's the industry, man. It did is you, what it is. Did you have any inkling that... 50 was going to be the 50 that the, the Curtis Jackson that he became. Not off this record. Right. No. no. I didn't see I didn't see everything that was going to follow after that off this record. I didn't know 50 was going to be 50 until the mixtape started like just destroying right, New which York. Which was a whole other 50. It was it was way before the album dropped, right. but it was like 
them mixtapes was like super because he was to me the first person of course he's not the first person to do a mixtape but he's the first person to do artist driven mixtapes right before then most artists was running to clue and they was running to whoever the local dj, the DJ in was there. The, the center the dj was the center right right and you had to go the thing was to go give the dj your hot song right. or djs back then was trying to steal songs yeah, right yeah, yeah because a lot of them like would try to put pressure on me like i know you got you know what i'm saying and it was just like he was the first one to do okay it's the artists themselves putting out a series of mixtapes yes that was ingenious now, while you're in boot camp, with, with, you know, under D dots, I love. You know. the, I, I thank Dot to this day for all the boot everything. That, this is this is when you learn. I don't need to sleep. Right. This is when you learn. I'm gonna stay up longer than everybody. This is when you learn like how to how to cross the T's and dot the I's. Right. This is when you watch multi millionaires like Puff. Right. It was one day where they had left. They went to the club and they left me in the studio and I'm doing whatever and I put my head down for like. A half hour at like four thirty in the morning, and they walked in at like five. There ain't no sleeping in the studio from the go- club. Yeah, from the club. And they, then Puff they, left the club and went to the office, and just came back to the studio yeah. and we made another record. So yeah. while you getting this training, man, is like, are you in the same classes as 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 Kanye? Because Kanye was down with D. See, yeah, see, Ye wasn't Ye wasn't present in New York at the time. Ye was still in Chicago sending us monthly dats. Okay. So what Ye would do is he would work on beats in Chicago. He would send them and in the closet I would have Kanye January, Kanye February, Kanye March and that's how we had it organized. Okay. So we had his dats, the little digital audio tapes. Yes. We'd have a dat with however many, you know, 80 beats on it and D would go in there and be like, yo, go get me Kanye number seven and go get me Kanye February. You know what I'm saying? And then when cats would come in, he would play the beats. And then that's how he would sell. You got to remember, Bad Boy was like doing everything back yes, then. Yes. Everything. They, yeah, they were servicing. And selling beats they for They were like, servicing Def Jam. Every, they were serving everybody. 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 Right. I remember days when like the Goody Mob came to get beats right. from Derek. You know what right. I'm saying? And like Kanye ends up with one and Coptic ends up with one. You know, like, it just depends. It was, he was doing the same thing that Puff was doing. Get you a, a group of, like, really dope producers and then just just sell a beats. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody was coming to him, and that's what it was. So that's where people get this, like, false image of, like, ghost producing. I don't understand what that really means. There's, ghost, there's a concept well, of, no, no, of ghost producing. No, 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 no. When people will be like, yo, Kanye ghost produced this and somebody put... No, it says his name and it says Derek's name. Right. And Derek did stuff to the record and Kanye came up with the idea. That's why it it says Kanye's name on it. Well, you know? pe- people have a misconception. Like, people think, you know, this... I think it's... And it's only, I think, particular with hip-hop where they feel... You have to be the sole person no, that's not attached how, to a project. That's not how music but, is made. But producers, some of the best producers, don't even touch the yeah. the, the, the the boards. They right. they know how to take all the talent around right. and the sounds. And they it depends they on shape. what type of producer we talking about. Now right. in hip hop, right. right? We we want our producers to make the beat, right? That if if you have a name, we want you to make the beat. Right. But in general music, right? There may be a point in time where Quincy Jones is just writing. That's his version of production, right? Right. He's not playing anything on the record. He sat in the hotel room and he wrote a score out and he passed it around and people played it. Right. You understand? It's his job to come up with the music, but also to listen to the person playing it and say, you're not playing what I wrote correctly. 
right? You're not playing what I want to hear or right. what I what I where I see right. this going. And then what you do is you go out and you hire whoever you feel as though is the best player, right. so that they can add whatever specialty because they can do that better than you can do that. Right. right? So so while you do while you're working with with, with D dot and you and you're working in Daddy's house. We do it. We did a lot in Daddy's house. We did uh, most of it in Crazy Cat and Jimmy Henchman's old studio. Right, right, right. Yeah. But you're also doing Bad Boy records right now. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We I, 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 we stayed doing Bad Boy stuff like Chucky, Derek. They was always. That's how much work was in Bad Boy. We were walking Bad Boy. And that's how much money was yeah, in the game. We were th- now, mind you, Cats is getting fifty, seventy five, a hundred thousand dollars for one, one beat. Yes. Right for one beat, we would walk in Daddy's house, and there'd be a white, you know, the white board that you can rewrite on and erase, and it would be thirty of the whatever the latest single is, and all the producers would just go in there and be like, "Give me that one and that one," and you would try to do a remix, mm. and then Puff would end up with like five versions of the one song. So when he went back to the artist, he played them five versions. They pick whoever beat that was. You got the the check. Right. That's how it worked. Now, how was your money at the time? It was great because I was like. Because you were still working. I was still under. working. I wasn't getting like the money that I would make in the future. Right. But I was still being compensated well for the work that I was doing. Right. And I was a young cat. So I felt like I had made it. And the experience and your name is out there. It was crazy. Yo, let's talk about this record right here, man. Because this is, this is an ill record. I love that record. Me and Chucky did this record in his basement. In his basement. Chucky love them drums too, boy. It's that, it's that uh, Al Green. Shit. Love them Al Green drums. Relax and take notes while I take totes on the marijuana smoke. Throw you in a choke, gun smoke, gun smoke. Vicky smoke for mayor, the rap slayer, the hooker layer. Motherfucker, say your prayers. Hail Mary, full of grace. Smack the bitch in the face. Take her Gucci bag and her North Face off her back. Jab her if she act. Funny with the money, oh, you got me mistaken, honey. I don't want to rape ya, I just want the paper. The visa, Capisha, I'm out like the vapors. Who's the one you call Mr. Macho? The head honcho, swiftness like Kumacho. I got so much. That's, see, now that's big. Stop it right there. That's Big's genius. Right. How he would end the line. Most people rhyme hat, cat, bat. Right. But see how he did the Camacho. I got so. My style, I should be. He would start the next line with the ending line. Okay. Like the same vowel right, sound. Right, 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 right. Big murdered that style for the whole time that he was rapping. That's what makes him, his usage of vowel sounds is what makes him the best MC ever. Let me Now, my problem with this record. First of all, this is one of my favorite records the of The content? Time. No, my problem with this record is... This was Eminem rhyming mm. at the top of his craft. Right, right. And I can't even imagine if Big was around mm. to rhyme. Right. You understand? To he he would have murdered him. He yeah, murdered exactly. Him. But it, but I took it as, okay. You, you he, know what I'm saying? He, he, I'm not he, taking he, anything he, away no, no, from no, no, the no, no. I, I get your argument. Here's, here's, here's how I felt at the time, right. right? How I felt was like, yo, Pac has 80,000 million songs that we never heard. Yes. Big wasn't that type of MC. Right. He had, Pac he, would come in and do five songs in a day. Big would come in and he'd be like, Playboy, that's the beat. And he would sit there and design that beat. A hypnotized beat is playing for hours and hours and hours and hours. And he's sitting there rocking. And that's all he's doing. And then eventually he's going to look at you and he's going to be like, you ready, Playboy? And he would just spit it and then he left. Right. 
So he you, wasn't the hang so around piece, the studio. You had to find the dude. scraps and the piece of his legacy to he make this. He didn't album. have enough to do like. Right. What do you call that? Posthumous albums, yeah, post, po- po- post, yeah, posthumous albums. Yeah, like you can't. He didn't have enough material right. because Big would do the record for that beat. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Pac was coming from a different angle, and right. Pac, Pac would do four or five records in a day, and Pac had all his poetry written down. You know what I'm saying? Like so, Pac and, and had that, that so, bit in jail. He yeah, had so much records, so in much him. more material than Big. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was like for me, it was like I still wanted to do these albums after Big died so that you could hear new beats and right. so that you could hear people rhyme with him. We know that if Big was alive, he would have murdered everybody. Yes, yes, but yes. But it's like he's not here no more. Right. So we got to still put out music on the dude. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I had fun making that album right there. And Chucky, Chucky came up with that in his basement. I remember when we found like, because I said to Chucky, I'm like, yo, you going to use them Al Green drums again? He's like, yep. Like, uh, yo, you know again and again. Yeah, he loves them. Yeah. You know? And it worked. So how does your journey take you from Bad Boy to to to, to Memphis? Memphis Bleak. Man. Because it was um it was a case in point where Crazy Cat was done, you know right. what I'm saying? And it was like like all good things, you know what I'm saying? At some point it has to end. And and, and I, when I say done, I don't mean like it's still around, but like in terms of us having the studio space and right. like all that other stuff. Like Jimmy came home, Jimmy came back, you know, went back in the studio or whatever. So then it was like I was looking around and I was like, well, I'm not going to sit here and just not do anything. Right. So that's when I, I looked around and I was like, well, who's the, the, the hottest young black dude doing it? And Doro right. was doing it. He was killing it. Right. Mace was shouting him out on records. You know what I'm saying? Like him and him and Clue had a thing. Like back then, people didn't know that Doro was an engineer. And that's where Clue was getting all the records from. Right. Like, but that's what was going okay. on. They had a thing. You know right. what I'm saying? They had a system. And, 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 and people could say what they want. They could try to front. But Clue and them was out here with these Clue, Skane, all of them. They was out here with these cars early. Yeah, well, they were killing the game. Early. They were killing the game. Early, son. Like Cats, Cats, was on, on, Cats was in Times Square waiting for the next Clue tape. mixtape yeah. money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My version of that on my side of that is looking at Doro. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So I was like, yo, who manages him? How did he get to this position? Because it was no black dudes doing it. Long story short, I met L'Oreal, who was managing Doro. L'Oreal Coppage, right? Yes, yes. yes. Changed my life again. Another woman. Um, we had a very short conversation. And the very next day, she just had me rocking with Def Jam. Right. Rocking. I did a DMX session the next day. Mm. Um, somebody couldn't make it to a Memphis Bleak session, so... I remember her calling Lenny, and Lenny was like halfway fronting on me. Lenny was like, "You gonna send me some new dude?" You know, what I'm like, like Lenny was like hating a little bit, right. but that's my dude now, right, right? Of course. But I give credit to Lenny and to and to Bleak for bringing me in, because then eventually Lenny was like, "Yeah, come on." So then, as soon as I did the first session with Bleak, it was over. What was the record you did with? What was the first session? <sighs> oh my God! What was the first record we did? Something off. What I can't remember that day. I I, I know the day because it was the very first day I met Just Blaze, right. and it was the very first day I met Bleak. And Just was making something for Bleak, but it was all for Bleak's second album. Right. Right? Um, well, what did you think of Just when you first met him, man? I called my cousin and I was like, yo, is this nigga in here? He's incredible. Right. I swear to God. It's because you. From, from two it was hours. A, it was the first time you met him. Two hours of working with him. Right. I called my cousin and I was like, yo, he's the truth. Because he had me. We used to have this thing called Simpty, right? I remember um, the Simpty. Simpty was what locked it up to the tape, right? right. It was like a time code. Right. So Just was like, yo, put the Simpty in the beat machine. So I plug it into the sync in, and he's like, no, put it in the sample input. I want to sample the Simpty sound. No one had ever done that before, 
And I was like, I, I don't, I don't really don't know what you're talking about. It's but this okay, ignorant, just sound. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's getting, he's getting it's, engineered. No, it's, like, it's like the sync code, right? And if you, it's not for you to listen to. Right. It's to sync the stuff together. But it, you can hear it. It sounds like it's not music. Right. Just put that in the input of the sampler and sampled the sound and made a beat out of simply. Out of the sim- <laughs> I was like, yo, this nigga is incredible. So now you're on a whole different level, and 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 you you're going from one dynasty, yeah, which is the bad boy dynasty, yeah. which is which is the yeah. dynasty. But you know what it felt like? I'm gonna be real honest. I've never really said this before. With bad boy, it felt like begging your brothers. You know how people know you for one thing, right? Let's let's say you as a lawyer and you say to somebody, yo, I'm a really good host and I should run a podcast. And people are going to be like, nah, you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. What are you stop, talking stop, about? Stop that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. So it's me as the DJ guy going to them and going, yo, I, re- I really know what I'm doing in terms of engineering. Like, right. I'm not just playing with this. This is not something I just record on a four track in the crib. Like, I know what I'm doing. Right. And everybody be like, okay, go. Okay, okay, okay. You know, like constantly, like your brothers. Even though you had shown and proved up until that point. And they wasn't letting us mix a lot of the records. I was recording stuff. Right. But then I'd be like, yo, y'all letting Ally Pool like get every mix. Right. Can I get a mix? And it was like, it felt like begging. Right. And then it was like, okay, now the cat from Brooklyn is like, yo, I need something on my team. And that's when they was like, oh, goo, da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, it's too late. Like, I'm so there was, was, it, was, it, was it tension, man? No, nah, it wasn't no tension. It was me constantly saying like, yo, I know what I'm doing. Right. You feel you, know you, you feel it's like a, a union. You know how like the union. Nah, it's it's it's, it's your brothers. It's it's that we were so cool mm-hmm. and close that when you, that you tell can't see past when you it. tell you can't okay, you can't okay. see past mm-hmm. your friend in the manner that you normally mm-hmm. see him in. This wasn't no type of like disdain. It wasn't no type of we want to keep you down. These are my brothers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But they see you as one thing. So when you tell somebody, "Yo, I do something else," they don't really take it seriously. So did you get to work on this entire Memphis album? Yeah. And yeah. Talk, talk, let's talk about this record right here, man. Oh, that's my shit. Murder, murder. We had a different version. That's why he said that, and it leaked out. Is so sick. Ooh. Wait, who produces this? Scott Storch. Oh my god. Not a scene, everything but Christ. Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ, man. So. When you're in baseline and and you're meeting Just Blaze and and when do you start and we I know you told me the story before but like when do you see the Giants when do you see like the Damon Dashes Nah and, see and, okay what what happened was baseline wasn't built before I, my very first bleak session baseline wasn't there yet Okay right I forget what we I think we was at either Chung King Okay or or maybe I think it might have. I can't remember. It was either. It, I can't remember exactly where we were, um, but baseline wasn't there yet. Right. So just was producing, and that very day, Jay came over to check on Bleak. And now, were you a Jay fan at, at that point, or, or yeah, I was a Jay fan. I was definitely a Jay fan. But you got to remember, like, 
big is the ultimate to me. Yes. At that given moment. Right. Big is the ultimate to right. me. Like, there's no MC on the planet at that given moment that you could say to me other than Notorious B.I.G. Right. as being the best. Right. Right? And mind you, I'm around a lot of West Coast cats mm-hmm. at Howard. Some of my best friends are from the West, so they're right. going to argue Pac all day. Right. I have cats from Brooklyn that would argue Pac all right. day. My man Quam, he used to argue Pac Cats from D.C. ride with Pac Get heavy. Heavy. Pac and Scarface. Yes. Right? In D.C. You would get those names as being the best. Right. But I was so into what Big said and his dexterity with words that I didn't think nobody could touch him. Right. But it was things that Jay dropped on his first album that really brought me. When he he said the Ray for Edmonds line, I was like, whoa, how did anybody outside of D.C. know know about about Ray for Edmonds? Yes, 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 yes. How you know about him? And then the way he said it, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, he says, Channel 7 News, Learn the Seven Jewels, heads dead in the mic, right? So if you really was from the area, what he's telling you is I'm watching the news, and the way they did Rayford was bad. Right. Like, they wanted to make an example out of them, and they had them, like, all chained together, and it was federal, and it was walking them to the plane and all that. We, it's a very stark image in anybody's mind that used to watch the news in D.C. That was, so that was, that was huge. huge. They wanted Rayford bad. Yes. Rayford was but, the biggest drug dealer in the country. Yes. Period. Right. And he was a nice guy, a very nice guy, Right. Did you know? Did you know? Rick? I ran into him a couple okay. times, but like I, ne- I never knew him. Knew right, him. Right, my, right. My, my cats knew him. You know right. what I'm saying? But he was notorious for being a very nice guy, or like he'd walk into a store in Georgetown and very easily close the door and be like, "Everybody in here get with me." That's every, everybody eat right. He had a big right. reputation for that. Right, right, you know right. What I'm saying all of that, like throwing <laughs> money up. You know what I'm saying? All of that stuff that you see Puff and all them do. Right. Rafer was doing that years right, ahead right, of time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Huge, but but a very nice person. The, the the point being is it's like those lines for me brought me into Jay. Jay's honesty, his um In my lifetime volume one, which people still argue might not be one of his to me is some of his greatest records on there. Yeah, but you know why people take away from that? Because it has the puffy record. Yes. And because because I I'll tell you this is a key that I had to learn. If there's two records that are just okay to you on a Jay-Z album, people start to question it. Mm. Whereas, like, if it's five records that you like on anybody else's album, you start going, yo, this is this is kind of all right. right. You know what I'm saying? You can so, easily so, skip on other people's albums. So the bar is raised really high. The bar high. is super high for right. him. And, I, and I, I accept that and I understand what that is, but, but it is that. Right. You know what I'm saying? If there's, like, three records where you'd be like, I don't know, then you'd be like, I don't know about the album, girl. Right, right, right. right. We're like, damn, you ain't enjoy all the rest of the shit we put on that? Like... <laughs> So, so you, so how did you meet Jay, man? Um, he came to this Memphis Bleak session, the very first, very first one that I was at, right? And um, and you had already hit your yo, man about Just Blaze, right? Bleak turned down that day. Stick to the script beat. I don't know how he turned that down. <laughs> Just was making the beat. Bleak was laying a verse to another Just beat, and Just right. was making another beat in the headphones, and then he played that beat for Jay, and then Jay was like, put that up and record it, and then that's the first time I recorded Jay. In that Memphis Bleak session. Now, was was the pressure on, man? The pressure was on, but it was like, I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't say that from a conceit standpoint. Right. I say that from a standpoint of somebody that, like, has, I'm an I'm a, I'm a avid reader. I love technology. I love knowing what's new. I love equipment. I love learning how to work equipment. I am the guy that if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to tell you that I don't know how to do this, and I want to learn. There's too many times when people, like, try to fake their way through stuff. Right. 
right? I know there's nothing you could throw at me that I don't know what to do in the studio. Now, was it true, man? Like, like in these sessions with Bleak, you would tell him sometimes you know, oh, that, yeah, that, that yeah, rhyme was yeah. whack. Oh yeah, yeah. that's Where how me you... and Bleak got close. Right. That's how me and Bleak got close because it was a very honest thing of. Excuse me. What well, I normally internet, did. Both, both me and, and, and Guru got these colds. Yeah, sorry so, about that. Internet. So we got the coughs and stereo. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> but the um, it's not. It's, it's very natural what I would do with my crew. Right. Like when I was when I was making records with Tracy Lee and RNF and like my my Howard crew. That's naturally what I would be doing. And I'd this is like, what you saw D dot doing also. Oh, it'd be like yo son like. <laughs> the rhyme ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? The rhyme, or not necessarily the rhyme ain't right, but like you could say you could take the, you, you're saying too many words. Right. Take the thes and the its and the and, and and freak the style because it's not just what you're saying; it's how you say it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like cutting and editing words. What are we saying? What's the purpose of this song? Too many people save them freestyles for flex. Right. Save them freestyles for a clue. So were you, were you, were you, you when we working on records, right. what are we talking about? So you want the economy of language. You want like let's let's yes. get all the extra yeah. unnecessary words even out. In, even in even in freestyle rap, even in songs that are very fun, just open, there is no main topic. Right. You still have to figure out something that you're talking about. Let's get to the point. Yeah. Let's get to the point. So then if Bleak would say something, it's like I don't know. Me and him just hit it off like brothers from day one. That's my to this day. That is my guy. And you're not even knowing that this first encounter, these sessions, would lead to uh, is going to change your life. It, I, I had no idea. Is that some crazy shit? It's man? crazy. But at the end of the day, it was just like I want to do the best work, and right. I was happy to be working. Right. That was the main thing. Yeah. I was just like, to me in my mind, it's like, oh, one day it's DMX, and one day it's Memphis Bleak, and the next day it's Drew Hill, and the next day it's you know that's how my life was going. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like the Bleak thing. Bleak was like, nah, I need him back. Right. And that's really what happened. Right. Bleak was like, I need him back. So in the working of Bleak's second album, now Baseline is being built. Right. Right? So Baseline gets built. And it's being built around you in a sense. And it's like Jay calls me over. The first time I went into Baseline, the walls wasn't even all the way up. Right. Right? Like they were still building it. So then I got to have a studio, uh, God bless Dave Malapo, right? That's the guy from Pro Audio Design that designed that room. Right. So when the room got finished, I got to sit in there with Dave and be like, yo, we want the room tuned like this. Like, So imagine a room being tuned perfectly to the way that you want it to be. That's crazy. And he sat with me for like three days and was like, let's make it this way and this way and this way. So it was like a perfect room. So now we have the perfect place in order to make the music. And then like everybody comes. Right. So Def Jam, what they was doing was paying for baseline six months at a time. So 24 hours a day, artists can come whenever they feel like it. So after that six months, here go another check. Here's another six months, right? So you have autonomy in this studio 24-7. Jay, Damon, Biggs, like my thank you to them is to be like, yo, it makes sense for Jay-Z to put on Memphis Bleak. Right. This is the guy that lived underneath of me. You know what I'm saying? I know his mama. Da, 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 da. He didn't have to put me on. You know what I'm saying? My thank you to him right. is I got this. Yeah. This area right in here. I got it. Me, hip-hop, just, we got this. That's crazy. Y'all go out, promote these records, Lenny. Y'all go out, G, and do what y'all got to do in the office. I'm not an office nigga. We're going to handle yeah. the fort right we, here. We got this over here. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. We know where we're supposed to be at. This is our domain. We're going to make these records. Yo, listen, let's go to a break. Yes, sir. Um, you good? I'm good. You, you good, Rhapsody? 
Yeah, I'm good. You, you, you get a lot of information, right? You enjoying this? <laughs> when we come back, I want to play some. I want to just jump into the records. Yeah. And the whole nine. But let's go to this break. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, thecombatjackshow.com, F your radio, F your podcast, and F your TV show. Chit chit. Be right back. Internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel, the premier shaving system. You know, we all have sensitive psyches. Things affect us during our childhood, and things subtly affect us during our, our years of, of being an adult. Having razor bumps, bad skin, teddies on the back of your neck, bumps, all of that. You know, we really don't know these microaggressions affect us in our daily lives. Life is stressful with taxes, divorce, if you're divorced, tuition, bills, tax, all of this. Life is stressful. The one thing that shouldn't be stressful is shaving and grooming. You want a stress-free life or if you want to minimize on the stress that you have in your life, please go to getbevel.com for 20% off of all of your shaving goods. Punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T. Like I said, shaving should be one of the things in your life that should be stress-free. You can't control who your wife is going to sleep with, but you can control not having bumps on your face. Go to getbevel.com, punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, for a stress-free shave. Tristan Walker is an amazing man for coming up with this amazing invention to eliminate stress from people who have coarse and curly hair in their shaving experience. Go to getbevel.com, promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T for 20% off. Shave stress-free. Shave like a man. Shave like a boss. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the combatjackshow.com. We're blessed to be sitting here with the most successful... <laughs> According to the Wall Street Journal, the most successful rap engineer of all time. They're going to kill Young me for that. Young guru one. in the building. Rhapsody, right. what up? What up, Goo? You, you enjoying this? Combat. You enjoying man, this? look, man. Like I said, a lot of these stories I have never heard, man. Okay. So I've known Goo for a minute. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying like, watching wow. your reaction as, as we go through this through this through, through yeah. memory lane. Yeah, she needs to hear these. Yeah, what I, I like about like it the too. nonchalant thing, I had I did not know that. You really? didn't know that? I did not know that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, a female brought saying. me into the game. Yeah, that, that's yeah. amazing. And yeah, and you still me- you still messing with females. What I like about it is like some people we had people come in and uh, you know fall asleep. Some people really not you know pay attention. Like you were dead glued into what he is exactly saying, <laughs> and and that's dope to see because not only have you been paving your way in the game, but you're a student in the game. Oh man, she's a hell of a student of the game. Oh my god, well, so- I soak it, it all up, soak it all up. up. Like I soak told him, up. he told me he was coming here. I was like, man, can- I want to go. Like- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Listen, Guru, man, you you've said that so. with the advent of technology and how things are supposed to make the production process easier. Yeah. You kind of feel that back in the day, analog was a lot easier. You know why? Because everybody knew that they had to be in the same room and right. everybody dedicated their time to being in the same room. So if I had a mix back in the day, it's crazy to say back in the day for like 10, 15 years day. ago, right? <laughs> back but in that the is olden back days. in the days, right? Um, you would, the A&R would come, they'd give you the reel, you know, you'd mix the record. The art, the artist would say, "Hey, Goo, I'm gonna give you like four or five hours to get into your groove and get the record sounding tight." They'd come back maybe like five hours later, or at least just sit in the lounge for a certain amount of time and let you do the record. Then you would say, "Come in, what you think about this?" They'd be like, "Oh, make the you know my voice a little louder, snare higher." Da da da. A and R would come in the room and be like, "We done, Goo. Okay, cool. I'm gonna take a version of this." Now, 
Nobody's in the same room, mm. right? And nobody's it's, in the same state. Nobody's in the same state. Sometimes not even the same country, country, right? Right. So it's like if I'm in my one area mixing the record, the artist is in California, the A and R is like somewhere else, and I'm emailing everybody. So it's something simple as like turn my vocal up becomes okay. I send you the record, you listen to it. I don't know what environment you're listening to it in. I don't know if you're listening on your laptop, some headphones, a real good speaker system. I have no idea. In your car. Right, in right. your car. So then you give me notes back. So then I got to go back and sort of guess as to how, when you say turn me up a little bit, what does that mean? Right. Does that mean three decibels? Does that mean six decibels? Like There's no context. There's, there's no context. If we in the same room and I start moving the fader up, you're going to stop. Okay, that's how loud I want it. You know, like it's just... People were dedicated to this is the song and this is the time we're going to work on the song. And then now with technology, it's like the song can never be over. People right. are always like, fix this, fix this, turn, do this. And it's like this was supposed to make everything faster and quicker. Oh, easier. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, you know. That's crazy, man. You know, um, I just want to fly through some songs. Absolutely. Let's do it. And, and, and I want to get your reaction you know, the backstories. Yeah, absolutely. The Let's memories, how they came across in the whole nine. Let's do it. Let's start with this one right here. Oh my Dynasty God. niggas. As promised. Cheer. The world's most infamous. Jesus Christ. Rockefeller Records. This is Rock La Familia. Young Hover. Beanie Siegel, Memphis Bleak, a million. It's the Dynasty niggas. 2002 Infinity. This is 2000. 2000. This is ghetto to ghetto. God damn. Gutter to gutter. 15 years ago. 2000. Project the project. Worldwide. So remember, I told you I came up. 99 yes. to do the Mad Rapper album. We did that for a year. Then right. at the end of 99 is when I met Bleak. And that's when we flipped over into this. Right. And so imagine, you know, I had worked with Bleak for a certain amount of time. Then now I finally get to see Jay make a record. And this is the record that you that, that yeah, you introduced to Dynasty. Dynasty. I think the very first uh, thing I recorded on here was uh, Streets is Talking. Mm-hmm. Is he beloved? Is he a crib? Is he that? With Beans, huh? You know. Eh. You know, what What'd you think of that album, man? Cause I, it's, I love Dynasty. It, it's, I lo- a I lot love, of people... I think, I think Jay put everybody on the right records. Right. And it's... I don't know. It's, it's perfectly selected. The beats are perfectly selected for who's on what records. You know, as much as... As well as that record's done, I still don't think... It gets as much credit as it should. I, I, well, it's hard, but like when you're talking Jay Z, you're comparing Jay Z to Jay Z, right? So it's very difficult, and I understand why people say certain things. So is Dynasty better than Reasonable Doubt? No, no. Is Dynasty better than Blueprint? No, no. Is Dynasty better than Black Album? No. See what I'm talking about? Right, right. You already got that album number four, right? It's hard because you're comparing him to him. Right. That's how difficult. But, but it's, but it's, but it's, it's, like, it's almost impeccable. Right. It's almost impeccable. Like, there's not too many mistakes on Dynasty. There's not. And, and, and to have, you know, new cats like 
Cats really yeah. didn't know Beanie. Yeah. Cats didn't know Emilion. Yeah. Cats didn't know what mm. you know. what I'm saying like like this was freak- the introduction. I'm about to show you a dynasty right. like no other. Yeah, but that record, man, is this? How did y'all decide that this was going to be the record that that nah, opened up the just just yeah? It was all just just was just imagine imagine yo dogs imagine a hungry just Blaze and Kanye, and you have them to yourself. Ugh. Imagine that. Imagine is, is those. That's a pause. Is that a pause though? Is that a pause? Pause. Pause. A, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Premium. It's on the review. It's on the review. Pause. But, pause. But I could be a pause. Yeah. You know. But just you, you get the sentiment. You get the sentiment of what I'm saying. Yeah. Imagine those two beat makers and producers, right? On the come up, pause, and they were just demonstrating that they wanted to be the best in the industry. Were they, were they, were they challenging each other? Was it competition? I, think I, I, it, 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 I don't think that they were personally challenging each other. Right. I do remember times when Just was like super smashing and it drove Ye. Right. Which made Ye better. I think everything made Ye better. I think people telling Ye that he should stop rhyming or it wasn't even that Ye's raps were bad. It was, again... The guy that you look, what I was trying to talk about earlier, when your friends don't Brothers, see you brother, as see. one thing. This is your number one beat maker guy, right. and he's coming in telling you he got raps. And you're see, like, yo, I'm trying to put together these albums. You're going to give me like half the album. I don't want to hear your raps right I'm now. I'm glad you said that because I've said over and over and over again, because I worked with D-Dot for so many yeah. years, because I knew Kanye. Yeah. When Kanye Even during t- the D-Dot time, Kanye will always play you a beat right. and then say a rhyme. Right. Even during Go Getters time, yeah, he. But it was like, yo, this. I is don't want to hear you rhyme. You make beats, right? And when he dropped College Dropout, I was like, I don't, I didn't give the album the time of day because it's like, oh, this is a producer. Okay, nigga. well, see, now I was, I was on the inside, right? You was on the inside, so I felt the same way you did until he played me Jesus Walks, uh-huh. and he played me uh, what was another song that was on that album. I got it a record. I got it was a record. Two records, and, and he played them two records. Matter of fact, no, no, no. I'm gonna tell you, he stole my Lauren Hill CD, right? And he made All Falls Down. Okay. And when he played Jesus, early rough Jesus walks and All Falls Down, I looked at hip hop and I was like, Yo, he ready? Yo, what'd you think about this record though? Oh, I love that record. I love that record. Oh my God, the sample, the wake. Oh. Free got off on that. Oh. Oh my god. Still know where to go. Still know where to go. Boosters, hoes, everybody. Fuck that. Still know where to go. This is my second favorite rapper of all time. Most? Yes. I'm going to tell you my problem with Everybody move. People got this. Everybody move. That's why. Everybody move. Everybody move. And for me personally, anything that like Freeway could get on, mm. 
and because people were so against Freeway. Why? Because of the voice. Unorthodox voice, unorthodox rhyme flow. style. The flows and the voice people right. couldn't get at first. And people was like, when when I first started going around, I was like, yo, no, I'm in the studio with him and he's really, really nice. Right. Nah, cool. The voice is too high pitched. The way he rhymed, I could never hear a whole album of this guy. Da-da-da-da-da. And like, I wanted Freeway to win bad. Right. Did you see all of them in the session? Oh, yeah. Tell us about this yeah. session, though. No, no, not this one in particular. Okay, right. I only saw Free do his oh, verse for that. Free on this one. Yeah, only because Ye was still doing a lot of stuff in Jersey at the time. Right, okay. Yeah. But when you hear this record... I go crazy because Most is like one of my favorites of all time. What's, what's Most... Like, if, if, I, if, I, if I could be a rapper, right. I would be Most Def. Most Def is like the past to me what Jay Electronica is now. now. Now, I know you know what's going on behind the scenes, no. but... I wish no. most Def gave me more. You didn't like the Static? I didn't. I didn't like that one. Oh my god! I didn't, this is I didn't, the best I, album. I didn't like that. I, I mean, to me, Black on both sides was just so. The Static is killing Black on both and, sides. And and his some of the joints he has is crazy. But when he gets in that when Life he, in Marvelous Times is not one of the greatest records you ever of heard. Of course, but I need more. You understand what I'm saying? All of that record. I I need more. The whole there's not one whack record on that. But but I you know what it is? No. I, I don't like singing most. You don't oh you don't like the Jamaican uh, toe no, singing or I, I love that. You, they, I what love what we heard love, right here? I love singing. What we singing heard right here yeah, when, yeah, when he got that I that, love singing when he most. got that 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 red hook accent. Right, right, right. Because right. I'm a part I'm partial to, I get to Brooklyn rappers. Right, I get you. You understand what I'm saying? So if you don't like the singing, but see Moses singing is more chatting, is more reggae chatting. Right, that's true. But but I get if you say that, I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, Because yeah. I love the singing most. Okay, I get So you. there are songs on there where he's just singing. Right. Yeah. And, and and it's like most. Give me more. I mean, just give us. You more. want more material. But I, I need more material. Because I, I, I mean, there's a lot. Did you, did you hear his verses on the Bullets albums? You don't mess with the Bullets? Which is the Bullets? The Bullets is a, is, is a crew from, uh, it's really one dude, James. Okay. But but he has Idris Elba and. Um, I, didn't, I didn't hear the Bullets And, and, and uh, uh, Lucy Liu play characters. Okay. It's the soundtrack that goes along with the movie that he did, uh, uh, They Die Before Dawn. I, I didn't hear it. That's didn't a Western that got uh, Erica Badu in it. Okay. All that. I was streaming on title right now. Um, <laughs> nice, that's, a, that's a nice plug. Uh, but no, but to the point, most gives you a lot of verses. It's just not like in album form. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, he's not making it and, easy. And it's quality. It's like Andre 3000. It's like, I don't expect a lot of verses, but when they come, when they come they're incredible. It's like Jay Electronica. It's, it's like, like Jay I, I yeah. wait by the radio for a Jay Elect track. You know what I mean? Call him. Yo, let's go to this next record right here, man. Mm. It's four walls. Mm. Your handshake ain't matching your smile. No. Oh. Remember, listen to this in the box. Oh, man. In the box. Yeah. Listen to this, man. He'll talk to you about it right now. Yep. Something going on. I feel funny. Can't tell me nothing different. My nose twitching. Intuition setting in like Steve Vision. I still close my eyes. I still see visions. Still hear that voice in the back of my mind. So what I do, I still take heed. I still listen. I still paint that perfect picture. I still shine bright like a prism. My words still skipping. I know you can't, don't. Won't get it. Niggas chose to ride that ship, salt with it. I'm still afloat. I ain't the captain of the yacht, but I'm on the boat. <laughs> I ain't acting with a lie, knowing that I don't. You niggas acting like you will, but, but you I know, know you won't. You won't, man. 
read between the lines of the eyes of your brows. Your handshake ain't matching your smile. Woo! Your handshake ain't matching your smile. Yo, that dude right there, man. How is it working with Beanie, man? It's one of the best experiences ever. First of all, we come from, I'm from Delaware, he's from Philly. Once again, the Philly we got connection. The, we got the, the like. Ca- the cameraman is from Philly. Yeah. When you left, he was saying how much he loved the Philly yeah, stories, like, man. like Beans came up in the same, Beans came up a lot harder than me. Don't get it right, twisted. Of course. Right? Um, but the the influences, radio, style, words, you know, just everything, glasses, down to like shades that we were with. Like me and Beans just connected on a real brotherly tip. And then the way that Mac would record, like most people would go day to day and be like, I'm starting at 12 noon and then go to 8. No, Mac would call me at like 2.30 in the morning mm-hmm. in Philly and be right. like, Google, you at baseline? I don't come in. And get there at four thirty. So he would make appointments and five. He would just no. He would just call. Call. Be like, "Go you there? Okay. I don't come in." Right. And he would stay for five days and just download whatever he had in his mm. mind. You know what I'm saying? Like he might have one verse for each song, and do like five verses, and then he would go out in the hallway and play pool. One time he's he's watching the Eagles play. You know what I'm saying? So that's when he uh, uh, when I throw dirty birds like McNabb. Mm. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, like he would just get lines from like whatever was going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, then the half bring a quarterback. Uh, give you a half bring a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole thing was like football drug dealing. But he made like it was crazy. Beans is just like super creative with the. Um, saying a sentence and then flipping it around and it still makes sense that way. I don't know what you call that style, but like Beans would say something and then flip the words and it still makes the, the, sense. The entendre, yeah, like mir- mirrored just, but, 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 but in flipping the reverse words though, that was his thing. Right. Like Beans is just retarded with it. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you, man, looking at some uh, footage of the, the title reunion, it just felt good, yo, man. It felt good for you. Yo. It felt so good to see Beans in the crew, man. It felt so good to see him in the building. Like, that was the main thing for me. Number one, I had to keep that quiet for so right. long because, of course, we're, like, you know, putting the show together. And when they said Beans was coming, like, that smile just came on my face. But it was not because I never thought, me personally, I never thought I was going to get to see you, me, him, and her live again with everybody right, doing it. Right, and right. when they did that record, I went bonkers. And he looks good, too, Yo, man. He's doing he lost really, a little bit of weight, man. He's doing really, really good. You know what I'm saying? Still, so are we, still are we, fresh. Are we going to get some 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 Beans records? I'm going I'm to I'm make sure that we get something. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, as soon as Beans health-wise is still, his voice still a little raspy. But as soon as he wants to get in that booth, yo, man, let's go. Like, I would love to see. It's nothing for me to say, yo, let's take 12 songs 12 producers you know what i'm saying and and like it's real easy to do a dynasty two right now right you know what i'm saying Ooh. real easy to do a dynasty two. Ooh, that's that's a gem right there yeah, but it's, it's it's up to the it's up to the brothers like uh, when they want to do it but i think but it's there the spark yeah right the spark was done that night at those b-side shows right. and it was just it felt so good like I was my DJ rig is all, is on the side of the stage, you know what I'm saying? Like all the way far to the mm-hmm. right, and Beans came from the right. So I looked back and I saw him like in the in the crouch down, like I'm about to come out here and just destroy position, and it just felt like it's such old time. What did the audience do, man? Such oh, they went crazy. Yo, they went crazy. But even the internet embraced that. Yeah. You know, that was a proud moment for hip hop. Yeah. But I tell you, just from being around him, seeing his like his success. And stuff like that. The one thing I never understood is like, I felt Beans always like spoke to somebody like me, you know, some right. just, just just struggled the four walls closing in. Right. But I I never understood why he just, you know, I don't want to say he got institutionalized because like he 
really successfully made mm-hmm. it out in the street. I just don't understand because why he because people in that because one. people say people say they want a real individual, but when you run across a real individual. They seem foreign to you. Right. Beans is nothing more than a real individual. Yeah. He comes with so much respect that if you disrespect that man, then you're going to get, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't put it back Mac. in the bottle. Yeah. That thing where he, on the MTV thing where he jumps over the thing, yeah. like, that's real. Like, you're just not going to disrespect me. And a lot of times, like, artists are getting to the point where they're like, I'm bigger than this. I'm above this. Let the security guard handle no, it. No, he's the You're muscle. a crumb. He's, you know the, he's the shooter. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, he's not, Beans is, when you say somebody's real, he's really real. And that's not yeah. in no industry, you know, and type of way. So what's the purpose? The purpose is you got to say to somebody, look, at a certain point, that's where you get the line, Beans, I'm not trying to change you, just give you some game to make the transition from the streets to the fame. That, that's it right there. That's That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like after that, it's up to the individuals, up to that man. And it's hard to change your habits, man. Let's let's get into this next record right here, man. All the girls see the look at this. Look at this. All I say is. Look, mommy, I'm no good. I'm so hood. Clap at your soldier. Soldier. That leave after it's over. Killer. Not your companion, or your, your man standing. Stand. Hit me when you wanna get rammed in. I be scrambling right. with lots of mobsters, shops for lobsters, cops and robbers. Listen, every block is black eye. Cam, like, Love, like, 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 so dude. much fun, dog. So much fun. Nothing but fun. I have not, I don't. What do yo, you mean fun? Like, like, like the silly? entire dip set. No, right. not silly, like, like, like that, but fun. Like, right. never was it ever screw face, nothing. We always had a great time. I'm talking about from Cam to Jewels to Jimmy to whoever else came in the studio because it was like at that point the whole dip set was putting out so many records. They had a work ethic that you would not believe. Really? A work I ethic. I know Cam is that a, a, a workhorse. not believe. Right. So. If Cam goes and does a show, Jimmy's going to be in there. Right. If he leaves, Juels is coming in. Then if them three ain't in there, somebody from their crew is in there. When, once they got the green light to be in baseline, workers. I love that about them. Workers, yo. Workers. So that record, of course, is like infamous now to this point. You know what I'm saying? But right. just had made that beat for Jay. Jay didn't use the beat. The beat sat for months. For months. Cam came in one day and was like, Goo, he still didn't use that beat? Go get me the beat. Right. Because Cam had asked for the beat. And he was like, nah, I'm saving that for Jay. Cool. Now, my don't th- just is giving Cam a bunch of beats. Yes. Right? But he wanted that particular that, beat. Yeah, right. Right. So then I go get the beat. I put the beat in the machine. He does the, the joint that day. Maybe uh, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. He said, Guru, put a rough mix on it. Because the first original version stops at the Guru start popping them. Right. And it's, I put the little sound effects in it, right? He takes the record, goes to Hot 97. It's probably 3.30 at this point, right? On the 5 o'clock free ride, you hear Old Boy. Mm. He and did the, that to be like, it's my record. And the city goes bananas. city goes fucking electric. <laughs> bananas, electric. right? Dame runs to the studio. He's like, yo, we doing a video for that this weekend. Let's go. 
You know what I'm saying? The only Rockefeller video that I'm ever in for like <laughs> the only the only one for right? like two seconds, right. right? Because of course, me and Just had on fresh jerseys, and yeah. everybody was like, "Yo, we going to the video." I'm like, "I'm already dressed. Yeah, I'm already dressed. I'm ready." Yeah. You know fresh what I'm to death. Yeah. Why, why aren't you in any other videos, man? It's not my it's not my position. Really, it's not my job. Yeah. It's are, a, you, are you shy of the camera? Nah, nah, never, right. never. Right. I'm never shy to get up public speaking, and right. like I've never understood that when people shy to like talk in front of people. No, right. I feel as though I make the artists and i don't say that for again not from a, a conceited standpoint i'm part of the crew that like is the background you're, in the, you're in the kitchen yeah in the that kitchen helped making me. so if it's only this much airtime, right and let's say it's a freeway video i gotta get freeway in there as the main artist then i gotta show you everybody from state property then if i have any extra time left let me get bleak in there let me get this per- like i'm not selling an album right they are I need you to know their faces. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I need you to know their faces. So you're, you're selfless with The Rock. Yeah, it's no not. It's not yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> the, we're not promoting the Young Guru album. Right. We're promoting the artist album. You see what I'm saying? So at that point in time, there's no point for me to be in nobody's video. I'm taking away whatever precious little seconds that can make somebody else famous. Well, let's go to this record right here, man. Niggas be on uh. point game tight. Killer. Man, like how dare you? What? Touch a Tupac record? I was Cam at that time, man. I love what he did to this record. This record right here? This record let me know what Dipset meant outside of New York. Because this is when I started hearing like. Cats from Ohio and cats from like California and like college students at the given. Like you don't understand what type of influence you having on people. Right. So the same thing for me when I was a kid, when when certain records was like hip hop records was seriously influ or I can mark time by Eric B records and right. Rakim records. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can mark time with BDP records. Yes, yes. I can yes. mark time with run DMC records. This is when kids are starting to mark the time with the records I'm making mm. or helping to make. Right. So it was like this record let me know how big Dipset was because I didn't I, I didn't really get how big Dipset I was didn't get it outside right. of the, of New York because to me it was such a post nine eleven right New York right. like the New York is in dysfunction right. Right. and this dysfunctional music right. is going to define what New York is right, right now at but, this period. But what they was doing. I think that helped them out is they was messing with double time beats and Southern sounding beats before anybody in New York. And it allowed them in Miami, in the Midwest and in California and in that, like Texas to get more fans. So they were smarter than what we they, were giving yeah, them credit for. Yo. Because even though they was fucking with the way. Go listen to those records. And then the way the heat maker was flipping the samples and doing double time with the hi-hat, it, it fit perfectly into what was going on. But what's so perfect about this is still unapologetically New York. It's not oh, yeah. New York oh, 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 niggas oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying no, to be no, no, Southern no, no, niggas. No, no, it's no, no, New York no, 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 cats it's, being smart. It's extremely unapologetically New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like extremely to the point where like I didn't know that people was going to take it as well as they took it. Right. But that um the double album that diplomat yes that's like people's like college like people that was in college at the time like that's they shit people roll with that shit they ride they for them it. how was it doing a double album man what'd you think about that shit it was a lot it was a lot it was a lot of records you know what i'm saying it was just a lot of records but there's certain records on there that that didn't blow up but like right. were my favorite like the jewel solo on there right. is like my shit um there's a couple other records on there but you know 
I always I, I like making records with Dipset. I, I I do say like this is me being conceited now, right? I think I make the best records with Cam. Mm. I beg you right. to find better records than Old Boy, Welcome to New York City, Hey Ma, if you want to keep going on that album. I do. Wanna, I feel as though I make the best records with Cam. I want to play one more record that you just mentioned, man. This this record breaks my heart. Man. I love this record. This record breaks my heart. Cam is one of the best MCs if you push him. Welcome to the Empire State. Home of the World Trade. Yep. Birthplace of Michael Jordan. Just plays every sound that he has played. No samples. Played. No samples. Killer Cam, Young Hove is definitely in the building. Brooklyn. Call the world. Stand the fuck up. I'm a BK brawler. Marcy Projects, hallway loader. Pure coke copper, get your order up. I bring him to Baltimore in the Florida Explorer. It's gonna cost you more if I gotta get him to Florida. Rucker game attender with the bench park on the sidewalk with the templates on the fender. I ain't hard to find, you catch me front and center at the Nick game, big chain and all my splendor. I want to let this one play a little long because I want to hear Cam on this. My own Madison Square catch me at the fight with Cam. Once again, if you pan left of the dice, will be the man that right checks with the hand that don't write. I go off the head when I'm rambling on the mic and I go off the fast when I'm scrambling at night and it was off the set. I bought hammers to the fight, but we from New York City, right Cam? You're damn right. Outside, no man is safe from It don't matter if you three feet or eight one. You'll get eight from the nine M straight blunt. Wicks play melon crack all that on day one. Woo! Carry eight guns, two in the trunk, two on the waist, two on the ankle, two to just spank you. You can jam with them jammers, blame with them blamers. Hot here, axe Macy ran to Atlanta. Yeah, think you know what life do. Make on the motorcycle, trinkets they so delightful. Blinging is so much ice cream in front of sparks. Yo, the reason why I say this record breaks my heart is because it it it, it gives you a glimpse of what could have been. Yeah, you never ne- heard another one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then just to hear the ju- juxtaposition b- between Jay's flow, which and is Cam's so flow. Brooklyn, and Cam, which is so Harlem. Harlem. Like, yeah. like, 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 it was like, this was, it was like. A beautiful symphony. This was like that moment where New York, and I'm not trying to exclude any other region, right. but like. This could have been like New York unity. I'm not trying to sound corny, man, but like, B, like, like. It was a great record, man. We, we, great did, record. Did you see them do this of record? Of course. This was like, okay, first of all, Cam having asking for Jay to do a record for a minute. He finally agreed on this day. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? It was just that day. He right. just agreed to do the record on that day. So Cam runs to Justin. and he's like, yo, I need a beat. Just had that beat for Freeway. I don't even know if Free knew that, but I let the cat out the bag. Okay. But Just was planning on giving that beat to Freeway because we was working on Philadelphia Freeway. Right. 
And and for just that was like his pet project at the given to for all of us. Me, I'm saying me, just in hip hop. We were really concentrating on Freeway's project. Okay. So Cam comes in, says that the just just gives them this beat right here. Um Jewel's had a verse that never really made it. Right. Right? Um, but it was like Cam and Jay going back and forth. So it was like Jay lays his verse, Cam lays his verse, Jay goes back in and lays another verse, Cam goes back in and lays another. It was like them just going back and forth. And is it and is and this is competition. Yeah, this yeah, this this is this, this is was competition. Yeah. yeah. But but friendly and good competition. Right. And to it was always to make to make the best record. Right. And you it said It was never when we say competition, it's always to make the best record. Right. It's it's like you're, it's like somebody hears this ill verse that Beans just lays down, and then you're like, yo, I got to top that. Right. Or I would purposely be like, yo, did y'all hear what Son just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, 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 like, amp up everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Where you know you got to go and write one of the best verses that you've ever written. Steel, start sharp and steel. And you, you just can't be whack in that environment. And and what what did you mean when, when, when I started playing this record? What did you mean by saying... Cam could be the very best when you push him to be. Because I don't like when Cam does computers putin. Right. I don't like that. I like when Cam, like, Cam has, Cam has the ability to be one of the best MCs yes. ever. Right. If you really push him. Of course. If you push him. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know how many people are pushing him at right. this given moment. Right, right, right. You understand what I mean? When somebody's in a room with somebody and they just go, oh, that's great, that's great, that's great, that's great. Whatever you do is just, this is great, it's great, it's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, this record really shows you Cam's ability. The whole record. Yeah, the whole record. The The, whole record. The production, I think, places everything on it. Like, for me, I don't know if it's just because I'm from New York or, like, that beginning process gives me chills. Always. Like, for the first time I heard it, it's like one of those things where it just gives you chills. Like, your favorite sports team just won a championship. But but, but the, 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 the metaphors on there are perfect versus later records where he says computers pute. Right. Mm. You, there's you know there's more saying? layers. Yeah. No, that doesn't yeah. mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's just a rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Whereas all of the metaphors on here really mean something. Yeah. yeah. Yo, let's go to this next record right here, man. <laughs> Bank killed me. Because this is a whole different era now. Now, you can just stop that right there. That's us getting into the blueprint, right? For the listeners that yes. don't know, um, the ruler's back. But to paint the picture, Swiss comes into hip hop. Swiss is running the shit with mm-hmm. DMX right. and with the Rough Riders. Yes, and that Swiss keyboard sound mm-hmm. is killing yes. hip hop. It's running hip hop just like that's the sound, right? Swiss is here. Bow, it's bow, 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 right. bow, 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 and it's bow. not Swiss's fault what happened. But when you become the main guy, everyone else copies you, right? So then all the other records were all this one finger keyboard, like producers trying to emulate Swiss and not really understanding what Swiss was doing. Right. And it was nasty. Like hip hop was getting like real thin. Right. Right. So then that was a conscious effort to bring us back to sampling, back to like the original. So y'all have a conversation? Just, okay. Kanye comes in with a CD with nine joints on it. Right. We use seven of them. Mm. Jay cut to seven of them joints. The other two was Alicia Keys, um, You Don't Know My Name, that beat with the piano joints, that was on there, and a ludicrous joint, Mm -hmm. something else. That's how good the CD was of beats, right? right? So then 
Kanye sort of set the tone. Just, I always give him credit, and I call Just the chameleon, because Just can do whatever style. Right. You can't pigeonhole him into one style. Right. That's why I'm so pointing out that New York City is an all-keyboard beat, because everybody was all Just just samples. and da, da, da. No, he can play. All in all live. He can play. play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just can do anything. He can make a house track. He can make an EDM track. He can make a hip-hop track. Like, anything. Right. So Just hearing... What Kanye was playing is like, okay, that's where we at. That's the vibe. He, he goes back he in adapted. his room. Yep, yeah, yeah, cool, got it. Goes back in his room, starts cooking up. And we did the majority of the blueprint in a weekend. In a weekend, from a Friday, from Friday, Jay had no records. Kanye walks in on a Friday with this CD. By Monday, we had like seven done and like maybe a sketch of like the other, like it was like seven to nine. And are y'all knowing that this is going to be arguably Jay's greatest record? Not on Friday, but by like the next Friday. <laughs> by the next Friday, y'all are like. Because we, we, we listened to that record right. over and right. over. We used to come in every day and like once we made You Don't Know, that was how we started the day. We would start, Jay would just be like, play the record. And we would start with that record and right. just be like, God damn, this shit sound good. So let's go to this record because, of course, is history right here. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You already know, Internet. You already know, Internet. We running this rap shit. Freeway. We run this rap shit. Oh, it's We rap shit. Chris and me. We running this rap shit. Take over. Race over, nigga. God MC. Me, J. Hover. So he does this. Oh, my God. Like, he does this first. <laughs> lays it down. What are you thinking? Like, like son. Like, like, like I'm like, okay, let's go. You know right. what I mean? That was my idea. Like, right. my, my mental state. Right. It was just like, let's go. Like, this is, this is incredible. Let's go. But it was just because uh, they had been throwing little jabs at each little other jab, back yes, and forth yes, yes, you know yes. what I'm saying but like the, a your, your, lot your, of MCs who, 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 do your life is written uh, wouldn't I say something like uh, your life is written who you supposed to be something he, he was getting back at Bleak but right. Nas was coming from the standpoint like Bleak you too little I'm gonna get at your man yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying like, and, and their history we already yeah, know we already know the back and forth right, right, right. right so then Jay makes this and he does the two verses but it was it was on one level of he made a disc record. Right. He went and did that summer jam. Summer shit jam. And put them and, and niggas bo- on he, the he screen. Bod- he bodied Mob Deep. Put them niggas on the screen. Right. Then he still didn't give you the whole shit. Right. Because he ends that second verse. Ask Nas. He, he don't, don't want, want it with Hove. No. And then you didn't hear the third right. verse. He never did the third verse of summer jam. He, he, but you had the third verse. Comes back. Lays the third after verse. the after summer after j- summer jam. after summer so he's yeah. testing yeah. this record after summer jam right? and and when you hear it and you're like what are you saying like like Jay like this is the very first time I asked Jay can I mix this record okay I'm like yo can I mix this one right this was like my I'm like yo I gotta put my like can I mix this one right you know what I'm saying because I was recording everything but still at that point like there were certain things that I would mix, certain things other people would mix. I just looked, I was like, yo, can I please mix this one? Like, I got, I know what this is. Now, are you coming from team spirit? Are you coming from an artist perspective? Are you coming like, this is competition? Yeah, at this point, I got my Rockefeller chain on. I'm fully all the way in. This is competition. Right. This is like, yeah, we got sun. Now, we do that. Are you heavily vested in getting sun? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Not and people always say that, and and it wasn't in no at no. This was always all hip hop. Right. It was never no point where I don't think anybody from either side wanted to do like physical harm to nobody. Like that's dumb. You know right. what I'm saying? But in terms of dexterity, it was just fun to do. So it was like Jay does that record, right? Nas come back with the Ether record, and I'm like, oh, this shit hard as fuck too. You know what I'm saying? But Here's here's now let me clear this up and I would love I would love to clear this up on you. This is just my opinion. Yes. Right? The day that we went to that everything went down on Hot 97. Super ugly. We didn't play takeover. We played super ugly. Played super ugly. So Ether comes out, we go to the studio the same day we hear Ether. So in a less than 24 hour period, you got super ugly as a response. Right? If you put Takeover versus Super Ugly, Takeover is a better record. Takeover has facts. Super Ugly is playing the dozens. Super Ugly has the, yo, you got a big nose. Yo, you ugly. Like, yo, no, nigga, I showed you your first tech on tour. Me, that's who. I didn't pay you. I paid Search. Like, it has facts in it. Where this is a really well written way of playing the dozens and people didn't imagine that anybody could get with Jay at that given moment. Right. But TakeOver didn't lose the ether on the radio. Super Ugly, Super ugly did. lost right. the ether on the radio. But it, it happened at a time when Jay wasn't supposed to lose anything. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. But when you heard Ether, but here's when you, the when other you first thing. heard Ether, though. I thought it was a great record. Right. I thought it was a great record. But then that's what my thought was. I was like, how could you pick Ether over TakeOver because Ether is like somebody playing the dozens. You know, now as a fan. And as, we came with facts. But as a fan, let me tell you what, what, what I think. And, and this, this is, we're going to be arguing with this album, with this, with this beef till we all, all, right. all 90. No, right? no. Will I, will I admit to you that Super Ugly is not as good as Ether? Right. Absolutely. Right. But Ether not as good as TakeOver. But I still think, I think for, for, as a fan, as the listeners, I still think, we really didn't put that much weight on Super Ugly as much as we put on Takeover versus Ether, right? But that wasn't the battle that day. But on Angie's show, I understand. she played Super Ugly, right. then she played Ether. But, but listen, and people started calling, and they was like, no, I'm taking Ether. I know, but listen, listen, listen. If you take Takeover, Takeover is such a perfect, okay. it's a perfect record. Right. It's a perfect, and Jay is killing two birds with one stone, yes, right? Yes, he's doing Mob Deep, pause, um, he's killing Mob Deep and Nas. Ether yeah. is not a perfect record. Ether is a nigga just being emotional and drunk and sloppy with it. And it's, I think it just emits so much, so much, Jay is hitting facts. Right. He's throwing knowledge darts. Right. And, and Ether is just emotion. And okay. I think that's when you look at that. And, whole, and I give you that. Like, right. here's the other thing about me. Like, if you say that that's what it is, yeah. then that's what it is. Right. Like, like I don't like when artists are like try to explain their way out of stuff. It's like, no, dogs. If that's what it is, that's what it is. Move on. Right. Like, I'm gonna make another. I don't like when, like, say I make a record and then somebody comes up to me and they like, I don't like this record. I don't like that record. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'll try to please you better next time. You know what I'm saying? Or like, pause. Yeah, yeah pause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or make music that you like better right. next time. You know what I'm saying? That's all I could do. do I already, do, put, do you really already take... put the, I already put the music out. Right. It's not that you're not attacking me personally. Right. Right. I listen to criticism and I try to make 
it you better. To smart criticism. Not, yeah, no, 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 not no. this dumb shit. Even even dumb criticism really? lets me know where people are. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? That's what you're saying. Not to say that I'm a move off dumb criticism, right. but I still it's I still absorb it. Right. If you're not current as to what's going on, then you're gonna be lost. Even dumb shit. You see what I'm saying? That's true. You gotta Even know, dumb shit. You got to see where the dummies are. Yeah. Are like, you yeah. got to know where that's at. Yeah. So, I take criticism very well. But people think they hurting you sometimes or they be like, I don't like, I be like, nigga, I don't like chocolate ice cream. It's the same thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of ice cream out there Why black people don't like chocolate ice cream? Because like, that vanilla and that butter pecan is rocking. That's why. Mikey's likes it. Yo. <laughs> now, but you get my point on what do, I'm saying. I like, your like, you're allowed to, it's art. You know what I'm saying? And you're everybody, it's to criticize. art is subjective. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all subjective. And you're allowed to criticize it. And I'm not the person that's just like, this is it because this is the way I make my, no. I'm trying to, Gain as many fans as possible without selling out who I am. Of course. Yo, this next record right here, one of my favorite records, man. Oh, this is it. Up from the five-star telly, writing two mic rhymes. Beat them average MCs at a time. Unlike them, we craft gems. So systematically inclined. The pen lines without saying the producer's name all over the track. Yeah, I said it. What you need to do is get back to reading credits. We the medics alphabetically stuck on that Avery shit. Not with not before, before that show shot. Yo, rock, cocaine flow. From the top for the key for three villain. Been all in the game as long as he can willing to swim. Turn the corner, spinning, bust that ass and get up. And ask whoever laughed, give him a head up. What? It got pumped. It pumped his adrenaline. Said it made him tougher than a puff of raw medicine. Oh to write God. all night long, the hourglass is still slow. Throw from real born for free power like Wilco. And still old dudes. Pay dues forever. Stick dudes when it comes to who's more cleverer. Never glue speed with a coke. Like I still got one. Ah, it with girls holler. You heard holler. But dude, you need food. Pardon him for the mix up. Battle for your Charlie cartridges and put your kicks up. It's a stick up. Yo, rock cocaine flow. De La Soul featuring Doom. First, I gotta tell you. Now, now you know how we was having a conversation about 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 most. Yeah. I proudly put Doom in my top five. I would too. I, I, really? I, I would too. Yeah. Um. Thank you. First of first of all. Me working on the grind date yes. was a dream come true. Right. By far. By far. De La Soul is my favorite group of all time. Yes. Public Enemy changed my life. Yes. NWA, probably the most important mm -hmm. group. My favorite personal group, De La Soul. They speak directly to me. I don't think that there's a more MCs that speak to my heart and still. my situation. Still. Still. As Poss and Dave. What they did was they now are showing us the power of longevity. Name another group that's been together that long. Consistently touring, spitting, doing. Yo, the Kickstarter shit is, is crazy. And I talked to Poss like the day after. Right. And I was like, yo, my neck. Like, no, no, because Poss hit me. He was like, ghoul, throw this on your joint from uh, the, uh, the, the Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And the, the Instagram, like we doing this Kickstarter shit. Help me out. You know what I'm saying? Throw this on, my, throw this on the shit. I didn't do it that exact day. I was going to do it the next day. So then the next day I go look, and they was already over $100,000. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. These niggas got a 1999 budget. Yo. Then for the album. Days later, they had 600000 600000 like, I'm like, yo, see? See see the public still want? And right. you you got to remember, even though it's De La Soul, it's like, and I'm not saying that this is, I'm not, I can never speak for how Dave and Poss and Mace think, but 
as older gentlemen in hip hop, it's like sometimes you think, do the fans still really want to fuck really with care? us? Do they really Are care? We still Are we relevant? Right. And it just just showed you right here that your fans responding was like, nigga, yes. yes. We need this album from y'all. They are my favorite group of all time. So for me to work with them was like a dream come true. Then that song with MF Doom, like Doom is like the dude that you like and you don't know if everybody else like him, but right. you, don't you, don't, you don't care. You don't care. Right. Food to me, modern day classic. Mm, food. Modern day yes. classic. Yes. Every utterance on that album refers to food. Beef rap. Uh, the, the French <laughs> joint. Yeah. Um, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fa- oh, the, the uh, rap niggas telling all their business. Uh, <laughs> rap conditions, rap yeah, Put them in court. They be their own star witness. <laughs> he, said, he said, you see the offender? I'm right here. <laughs> Yo, he's a genius. Yo, so when you so, so did you get to see them when they did oh, this Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. How was like, it being in the room with, with, with Doom know, and Della? Well, first of all, I, I know Doom through, um, through Big Ben. Okay. If you remember, and this is a pause too, Constipated Monkeys. Yes. The whole name is a Cur- pause. Curious. Yeah. And- but those are my people. Okay. So Big Ben used to be down with, with like Curious George. Hang out with Lord Sid right. and Curious George and all those dudes. F- right? Fondle them records. Yeah. All, all, all so types of pauses. that's how I know. Yeah. That's how I know Doom is through Big Ben. Right. Um, But I was just a fan of how Doom reinvented himself. Yes. Right? With the with the Operation Doomsday. And, and my assistant back at the time was the first person who put me up on like, yo, the kid from KMD is coming back and he's crazy. He's like, crazy, yeah, yeah. this shit is bananas. Like he really re- crazy yeah, and crazy Like and he crazy. reinvented himself right. and he's doing all this other shit, right? It was just bananas. But that particular song, the way that Jake One did the beat, the way that they speed up and slow down, the way that like the topic of what it is, like Doom is just so good at writing on topic, but having you think outside of what the normal words would be. Right. And that's Posse's lane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's Posse and Dave lane. That's what they do. That's why Daylight is so special to me because it was like they have their own style of speech. Right, exactly. And when I was a kid in high school, they it was like... They had their own style of speech yeah, in fucking yeah. 89. Yeah, when I was a kid, I could say the raps and people had no idea of what I was talking about. Right. So... I know people that didn't get what oodles or o's meant until like two years ago. I had to tell them oodles and oodles or o's. You know, you get them from a sister, you get them from a bro. All I is this man and once an embryo and my solid gold. I don't catch the flow. You know what I'm saying? Oodles or o's is like, yo, we regular niggas, and we walked outside, and now that we made a couple records, people are going, oh, that's you. Like I could walk down the street with Rhapsody. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like that point where you're like famous, but you're not all the way famous, right, right, right. and people go, oh, that's the girl from the Kendrick I got album. It. I got you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, that's oodles or o's. Right. That's what it is. But that style of speech or Biddy's in the BK lounge, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> where you can make a record where it's like you're walking in and you're being disrespected by the girl that There's works there. And then you flip the record. And now I'm the guy walking. I'm the I'm the manager right. of Burger King. Like ingenious. Crazy. crazy. Ingenious. How, how can you write um, Millie pull a pistol on Santa as a teenager? Mm. Mm. Millie pull a pistol on Santa. Yeah. Have you ever listened to that? that that's a that's a very heavy record. It's man. a heavy record for a teenager to about, write. About, about molestation Yo, and, and the and, best story ever. Me, Smiles, Poss, they come. Poss and Smiles come to one of my London joints, right? Okay. London party, really like super posh. You know, I think it was Movina or something like that, right? One of them joints where it's like I'm playing fist pump music, but they pay you really, really right. well. 
So we got drunk as hell. We go back to the uh to the hotel room just to chill, you know, chill out, whatever, boom. And at like five o'clock in the morning, I go to Paz. I was like, yo, what the fuck was in your head to write Millie pull a pistol? And I start reciting the lyrics. And Smiles is like, yo, goo, not now. We drunk. And I'm like, no, I right, really I need, need this to is, know. This is a moment right yeah, here. Yeah, like what made you write that? Right. Oh, but, and he was like, yo, I really, that, that story is true. Right. It was like, that's the heard. only way I could write it. You know what I'm saying? That story was true. Yeah, yeah. Like, but just the, the. Yo, you about to make me go back and listen to every fucking yo, they, Yo, that Millie pull a pistol on Santa Crazy. is just incredible. And then for it to be two people. So I'm like, did y'all write in the same room? Because y'all, y'all, you, you play off of each other too well right. for y'all n- have wrote this in separate rooms. You know what I mean? Like I analyze shit like right, that. Right, 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 right. So they, they've always been it way more, and this is no disrespect, but I connect with them way more than I connect with Tribe. That's crazy. Tribe has bigger records. Right. They have bigger records. But, but I but like the, those. De La Soul has more personal. More personal They're records. More pers- I always said their records were like, like pause, but masturbatory. Like, yes, it's like yes, it's for us yes, yes. and our crew and yes. fuck it if y'all understand it or not. And if you don't, and if you don't get it, you we, just we don't, good, you just don't get our style of speech. We good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could keep you here all night, man. Yeah. We got we got a couple more records. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, your money, your money. Yeah, yeah. I know way too That's my boy right there. Here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? See what I'm talking about? I swear it feels like the last few nights. We've been everywhere and back. He said, I know a bunch of people that I didn't know last year. Stop that for a second. Stop that for a second. Let me tell you the genius of this boy. This young man. You can't stop. Wanna, he's unstoppable. No, I don't. Yeah. He's unstoppable. I'm going to tell you He's why. unstoppable. Number one, he can write really great records. Yes. We was talking about this earlier. Number two, he has this ability as a young, rich man to write records that appeal to a very common fan base. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to do. Right. So if you know how to write a song called Start It From The Bottom, that's hard to do. When you're or, on top. When you're on top. So that a lot of other people that get into this and they become successful their life becomes aspiration right you want to be like that yo this person did it he hustled he grind i need to be like that person i need to hustle and grind to get to that level because he's shining drake continues to continues to he says yo i do it because i'm supposed to trophies ain't no rewards for this shit when you hustling and you do, and when, when I'm doing everything I'm doing and it's like I feel like I'm the only one that gets it, I think about my kids and I'll be like, you know what? I can keep going. You know right. why? Because I'm supposed I'm to. I'm supposed to. I ain't going to get no award. Ain't nobody going to come and say, yo, thank you for paying my college tuition and up. Just, no trophies. Right, no trophies. You just got to do it because you're supposed to. I think I think what he's been able to do, which is powerful, and I'm, I remember him coming up. Um, just through footwear, and that's how we connected. But uh, I remember, like, I feel like he's been able to like time save how he was coming up. Yeah. And then the success is still there, but but he's like kind of like you know still talking, like he's still on that grind, still yeah. moving, I love that still kid, flowing. And he's and I don't care what nobody talk about with the singing or none no. of that. Like he did with. First of all, it's a real interesting story because Ben Amin was the first person that ever was like, "Yo, you got to get this Drake really? shit." Yeah, the, the, because the the, the mixtape, the uh, yeah, the uh, 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 so uh, far gone, uh, so far gone. So far gone okay. Yeah, Ben I mean was the first one. Like, yo, too many chicks are asking me for this in the club. Like, you have to go get this. Number one. Then number two, 
do you remember that weekend where he did like Angie for the like his like breakout yeah, New York yeah, weekend? Yeah, yeah. We had brought him to the studio to work on Blueprint Three. Okay. So that weekend he came to us first. Pause. Right. Like he came to the studio. <laughs> right. Did the records that we needed him to do, and I was like, "Yo, it's about to go down, Playboy. Like it's about to happen." And then, and Forty was with it. Forty has become like my guy. Like right. like I really really fuck with his engineer, the guy Forty. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my dude. Anytime I go to Canada, they show me the the greatest amount, like beyond what I could ever ask for. Right, love. Have right. you, you know done some panels with him? And stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. We 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 try to like do this this era to engineer like banding together and like the older engineers sometimes like didn't want to like have the younger engineers come mm-hmm. up because they feared them. Like I don't fear. I want forty to win. Right. I want Ali to win. That's how you. you know that's how I you want, keep winning. Yeah. Yeah, and they they show me stuff. Right. They keep me young. Mm. I'm listening. Smart, I listen. I listen to all these mixes, and I'm like, this kid gets it. Yes. He's murdering. Or if I'm in L. A. Like last time I was in L. A. Ali just came over because I was like, yo, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? He just came over, was chilling with me, and he showed me a little trick real quick in the Pro Tools. He was like, yo, you know, you don't gotta hit the thing to do that. You could just quick key and do that. I was like. Oh, good amazing. Like, amazing. amazing. Great. You know what I'm saying? Great. Thank you. You, you. just extended my, yeah, my career. Yeah, you just made Another this real quick. Yeah, you just made this real quick. But the whole point is to like, so that we band together and we show people like, it's cool to be an engineer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From the statement you were saying earlier right, right, right. of changing that perception right. of it being some little quirky dude or that it's real dope to be an engineer. Right. It's sort of like an extended part of the rap crew now. Remember when the rap crew was just the DJ and the and dancers the, yep. and the MC? Yep. Like your engineer now is it's sort of an of extended yeah, part yeah. of the crew. And, and I love seeing that, man, yeah. with, with your with your travels with, with Jay especially. Yeah, man. man. Last record, man, because like I said, I, I, we, yeah, we, could, we could do Let's this. Let's do it. Five stacks. Yeah, I'm talking five, comma six, zero, shot, zero, hit up. Back to running circles round niggas, now we spread up. Hold up. That one is like. We started Blueprint 3 up like maybe two times in New York. Right. But Jay at this point had become such a big entity that it's hard sometimes to get other people to stay the fuck away. Like I'm selfish. I when he gets in the album mode, right. I want him to be in album mode. Right. Don't come bothering this nigga about like this and that. And that. Like, let him make. Let records. him focus. Let yeah. him be an artist. So it was one time where I did manage to get Kanye and Jay in the studio at the same time, and it was like not a fault of their own, but it became a party. Right. And it shit pissed me off. And I was talking to Don C, and Don C was like, "Goo, you just gotta come to Hawaii. Like that's the only way we're gonna get this like really, really done." Cause I ain't wanted to be. I wanted it to be like I'm so hyped that I'm like finally I got Kanye, 
and Jay, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be them two in the room and like work. Right. And it became a party. Party. And I was just like, nah, son. You know what I'm saying? So we went to Hawaii. And that was the best thing we could have ever did. Because then it's like you can't nobody can just pop up. You know what I'm saying? We in the middle of nowhere. Like we in Hawaii. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like we started that record by having a conversation of where hip hop was at the given time and like what we needed to do and that's how DOA came about. You know what I'm saying? Death for Auto Tune. It was just like, yo, there's too much auto tune going on, right? That's the second record we did. And Jay did his verses immediately. Um Rihanna sent her stuff in and then I didn't record that Kanye verse until we got back. And Kanye came at like dumb early, like nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning one day and just boom, just spit it real quick and that was it. And then I got to sit there and really, really mix that record. Like, I love the mix of that record. Now, you, I read somewhere that Jay wanted a military... Yeah, it was it, it was like a... He wanted it... Like, it's called Run This Town. Right. You know, he probably had the vision of the video already in his in his head. Or just the feel of it where... But, but it didn't have... There's like a little sound in there, right? I actually stole that sound from Just. Because Just okay. had put that in a bleak record. But I remember that this particular sound was in the bleak record. So it was like more of a like... And I just took it to put it with Kanye's drums. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because Jay kept saying it needs to sound like we st- like it's marching, like it's stomping. That's part of the job of the engineer, too, to take layman's terms when somebody says marching and stomping. And, and convert it. Convert into, that into, into, sound. Yeah, into right. sound. How is What is the dynamic when, they, when, they're, when they're working on a project, man, Jay and, and Kanye? What's, cause, what you mean? What's the dynamic, man? Because, I mean, Kanye spazzes so much when Jay is on the track. And Jay is just once again. Jay's always consistent. He's throwing darts, mm-hmm. but he he seems to bring the spaz, the extra spaz, out of Kanye. I don't, I don't know. I think Kanye spazzes. Period. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gotten to the point to me where I don't think he's thinks that the world is questioning whether or not his raps are as good as his right. beats anymore. I don't think. I don't think so. Nobody's questioning Nobody, that no, no. anymore. You he's know? proven so, himself. Yeah, he's proven himself. Yeah. But he's to me, he spazzes on on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I just like Ye's, like, I don't care. Spontaneity? Not even spontaneity. I don't care what you think. Right. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be the best at it. And that's it. That's just it. Like, that's what I love about Ye. Besides the fact that he's, like, a super talented producer, he's going through a lot of phases, you know? A lot of phases. I've, I've heard the... Kanye West when Bad Boy was rocking and everything right. was a like Jermaine Dupree or a Puffy record and it was real bright and shiny with a bunch of like the little cowbells mm. and like shakers and mm-hmm. you know it was everything was shiny it was right. it was a shiny rap tingly yeah like. tingly it was the beats was real tingly right pause um, <laughs> but Kanye was killing that style back then right you know what I'm saying then it flipped and and he was killing the next style. With more like harder, prog- you know, drums and percussion. Then he got the all. Then he became the style right. when he flipped into the soul, sped up soul sample. And I hate when people say sped up soul sample as if it's that easy. You just put something on forty five. No, if you listen to Can't Be Life, he chopped the hell out of that joint. A record that we all have. Right. We all, as producers, we all have that record. Right. He chopped the hell out of that record. It's not just speeding, speeding it up. Right. Right. It's how you chop it up and what you do with it, what you add. On top of it, you know what I mean. No, no, everybody has the Nina Simone record, but everybody can't make that time live. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right, right. Get by. Like yeah. we all know Nina Simone. We all <laughs> yeah. had it. Right. 
but he killed it. Right. It's like you got to give him that credit for what he adds on top of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't talk about the like or even worry about like you pushing the little girl off stage or the whatever. That don't. That, I'm talking about music. Music, right. And of rhymes. Of course. Music. Yes, sir. It's hard pressed to find somebody as good as him, man. Can you tell us what's happening with, with Jay Electronica, man? I can't. You cannot. I'm not, not I'm, I'm you saying, don't I'm know. Not, because I don't know. I'm right. not saying I can't because I can't. I'm saying I can't because I don't know. Right. I'll tell you what happened. He came to the B-Side show. And it's my brother. And after I hugged him and said, yo, I miss you and I haven't seen you in a minute, I gave him a look. And he said to me, yo, Goo, let me live for a second. And I left it alone. That's it. That's he, he, it. When a, the God is ready, the God is gonna come, man. He's the rap unicorn, man. When the when God is ready, him, he's gonna come. When you see him with that, with the rainbow behind him, when God yeah. is ready, he's gonna come, man. Yeah. That that I more than there's no one, and I can say this, there's no one on the planet Earth that wants the rest of y'all to hear this album more than me. Mm. It, it'll be here soon. There's nobody on the planet Earth that wants to, so I can talk my shit. Yes. So I could describe how good this dude is. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I think, I I think we all know, we all know how good this dude is. Y'all don't. We don't. He's even better than you think. Stop. He is. Stop. Now you lying, man. I'm not. You lying or you dying right now? I wish I he's could recite. Better, I wish I could recite rhymes than to what you we've right heard. now that are on this album. He, I wish he's I could. Better, how, how how much is it? How I much, wish I could. How much of the album? I don't know. It's on him. I don't but know how he, many records. I don't know what he's, he's keeping. What he's throwing that, away. You, I'm being honest. But you, ha you have records. There's a lot of records, but what is there's he an keeping? Albums, albums, is there's an album's worth of records? He's always had that. <laughs> Can y'all just put it out? No, it's not done. He has to finish the records. <sighs> and I told him I would never talk about the album, so you got me violating right now. I'm not right, talking right, about right, it. All right, no more violation. I'm not talking about no, it. No more violation. Wait, I want, I, this is something I want to know. We covered your whole career, basically. Yeah. You know, you not spoke, even. Well, well, not even. You consulted Warner Warner Brothers pitches on some science fiction shit. What the? F yeah. yeah what, what movies? Big shout out. No, no, no. Big Comic books. More than more than just one movie. It's, it's, it's about ideas. Okay. So shout out my homeboy um, Tamir Muhammad, and just for the just for the mere fact that he had the vision to put together this group. What the group is called is One Fifty. Um, that that is basically um the amount of money that the Warner Brothers used to buy their first machine. Mm. Um, that allowed them to create movies. So what it is is bringing us us into uh, Time Warner and just coming with great ideas. And okay. I, I love that group. Yeah. So you guys have some great ideas. So that's some really original really ideas. Original ideas that fit today's society. Okay. Where a lot of the television people, a lot of people just in general, are in that same thing of trying to figure out where do they fit in in the internet society. Right, right, right. Internet really, really kicked the back out of a lot of black Twitter. The, I love like, black it kicked Twitter. the back out of a lot of like just, just establishments and businesses and traditions, and models. traditions yes, yes. and models. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of business models got their back kicked in. Yep, right Shit. by the internet. So it's like now, like how do you figure out? I make a show, but how does that show live online? Or does the show even need to live off? Like, does it need to live on? What's television when television is in everyone's phone? Right. What is that? How is that going to look? What am I going to do? What type of shorts am I going to do? What, how am I going to advertise this? So how do we monetize? How do, not even how you monetize it. How do you get the talk? Because the thing about what they're watching, and, and that's not just Time Warner, just in general, Right. They see the success of certain shows is based upon 
the water cooler talk that used to happen at the office is now mm-hmm. happening on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if Cookie does something, it ain't that Cookie did it. It's that every little girl is like now talking about that right. on Twitter. Right. And you can see like the conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do I make whatever I I'm doing live, live in this space right. outside of there. Right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So it's like a lot of really great ideas and concepts and the stuff that I'm working on is science fiction, but there's a lot more than just that. Pete, you were, you were asking him. And oh. don't forget, don't forget that Time Warner also owns all DC. DC. Comic no, books. Another question I had to ask you. This is going to be my last question, yeah. but, but Marvel or DC? I'm rocking with the DC world right now, but you know, like, I grew up on Marvel. Right. So I can't lie and be like, I don't rock with Marvel. I rock with Marvel. You know what I'm saying? But I rock with I rock with specific things inside of Marvel. Right. DC was the OG, like my pop right. would rock with DC more than Marvel. But I grew up in that X-Men, the original, original X-Men era yes. of when Wolverine was introduced and New Mutants was introduced. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm the person that got pissed off at the movie where I'm like, you brought Rogue and Wolverine to Professor X at the same time? Right, you know how right. many years you're skipping? Did, did you can't you, did do you, that. Did you watch Daredevil? Watch what? Did you watch Daredevil? Yeah. That, that, was, that, was, that was... It was... It was, it was it, to me, it could have been better. Right. Damn. You think so? I thought it could have been better. This Ant-Man better be tremendous. No, no. Ant-Man is going to be great. This better be tremendous. <laughs> Ant-Man is going to be great. Fan bros. Fan bros. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that for fan bros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what else were you going to say? No, no, no. Well, first of all, let me refix that. We covered most of your career. Yes. No, all good. And uh, when you uh, went to Howard, you yeah. said that, you said, I have arrived. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So my my thing is, when in the music industry did you feel like you arrived? Like, you know, there had to be a moment from Howard... <sighs> To uh, have you arrived? Have you even arrived? I believe he or, has. When we get this J Electronica as record, as an engineer, as an engineer, I think I've arrived. Right. Um, from a standpoint of being part of something that defines a given time, I don't think you can. You can't. You can't take away what Rockefeller was right. and still is. Right. Right. Rock Nation now. Right. But um, there was a moment on that Miami trip where there was a meeting. And Jay wouldn't start the meeting until I got there. Mm. That's when I felt like, like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm part of this. I'm here. I matter. You know, this is a big deal. Very good. Sir. My, my engineering side. Yeah. Now on my executive side, I'm 41 years old, and I'm a very proud 41 year old. I don't like these dudes that's like scared to say their age. I'm 41. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely love it. On the executive side, now I feel like I need to arrive at that you know what i'm saying which will be what you see me do with jambler okay you know what i'm saying like that's the Cheer. that's the side of it where i've been talking so much shit to executives for years okay. and be like y'all don't know what y'all doing now it's my turn to be deliver. like let me show you, you what i de- can yes, do yes sir you know what i mean yes, sir. so that's 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 the only way i would say in in any area where i have and i purposely didn't become an executive until it was necessary right because of the fact that i don't really like the people that I got to deal with. Right. You know, but I'll do it for the people that I love, which is the Jamila family, from Ninth and from Rhapsody and for people like that. Like, I have no problem. And also, I used to think back and be like, oh, I could do this and I could do that. It ain't even about how much knowledge you have. It's about how much connection and time you have. You understand what I mean? So then I can give them lessons or call specific people and 
get you over a hurdle that I had to go through myself. Right. So it's like, nah, I'm not going to let nobody, you know, she going to know her money going to be straight. You know, everything is going to be right. It's not going to be that. It's, 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 do we get in here and make these records? Right. That's, that's it. That's the music business in a nutshell. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And until we make them records, records, you know what I'm saying? We, we just going to keep grinding. The jam, the jam army. Very yeah. good, sir. One that was the idea between, and and and, not, and I'm obviously pitching her, but I'm I'm saying this from a real place. Is that like the alley oop that Kendrick gave her? It was just like, yo, what are we doing? We can't just sit here and like clap our hands and it's be like, no, this is yo, this is the this is the career right, starter. Right, right. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right, right. What are we doing? So then this is when we like, all right, we're going to do three new records. We're going to repackage a joint. We're going to put this out. This is people going. And I, the first thing I told her is I'm like, yo, don't get upset when you meet people that have never heard of. Because you think of an MC that has six mixtapes, you, you know, like all this work that you've been putting in for years. This is after coming out of, you know, a group where you putting rhymes on all these other people's projects. And I'm like, you're going to run into people that's going to be like Rhapsody who? And I'm like, that's exactly what we want. Right. That's exactly what we want. Because you got we a don't, clean slate. We can't preach to the converted. Mm-hmm. I need to bring more people into the congregation. So I love when I'm going on Instagram now or I'm going on YouTube and I see comments like Kendrick sent me here. Great. That's exactly what that verse is for. Yep. That's exactly what it's for. Get into her. Learn. She got a lot of depth of stuff that's already there. You know, you go back and you check the catalog and it's like, wow, I didn't know she had this. I didn't know she had a video for this. What's she talking about? On it? Like, you get it. So that's the next move is the, is, is the executive move. And to be able to take a label and go artist by artist and show you, like, this is this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to move. Got it. Last question. And this is leaning towards fan bros again. <laughs> oh, good. Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> I answered that on, on Fan Bros, but always Star Trek, man. Always Star Trek over Star Wars. Star Wars is religion. Star Trek is science. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Star Wars franchise. I absolutely d- dig all of it. Like, Clone Wars, everything. Like, I'm a deep Star Wars dude. But nothing can fuck with Star Trek, ever. Which which one? Original? All of all them. Of them. All, it's, it's all one thing. Right. It's all one thing. So if you're talking about... The original television series. Captain Kirk. is great. You know what I'm saying? But that's a three-year run. Right. Then you have the animated series because they didn't know if they Oh, were... you're counting the animated. It's all part of the okay. story. Okay. The animated, what? It's all part of the story. Right. That's the thing. In Star Trek, we never leave the timeline. The timeline never gets messed up. There will never be a movie where Rogue and Wolverine meet Professor X at the same time in Star Trek. It don't happen like that. We stay, we adhere to the timeline. Got it. Right? So Star Trek is science. It's, it's, it's those guys in that. Star Trek is science and Star Wars is religion. Religion. Star Wars gives you the answer. Got it. The answer is the force. Right, right. Which is probably scientifically more accurate than any religion that we have on the planet Earth. Right, you getting it's, real animated right it's now because man. it actually is. That's that's what we live in. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Right. There is a magnetic force. There is a force yes. between all of there's us. There's a dark side and there's right. a light side. A- absolutely. Right. And the most powerful Jedi, in terms of brute power, embraces the dark side. Mm. So when you look at Master Windu, the reason that Master <laughs> Windu has a purple lightsaber mm-hmm. is because he has embraced the seventh. Uh, there's seven steps. Right. In sword fighting, kind of like chakras, right? Not even chakras. It's just, it's just like step. It's not even steps. It's like different ways that Jedi's fight, right? 
you you know that there's a difference between the blue. I I I, I didn't get that deep into it. Oh yeah yeah, this is a whole thing. It's a whole thing. See, see people that have I people, just opened up that door. People you... that have a blue lightsaber right. are different than people that have a green lightsaber. Okay. Okay, if you notice, Yoda has a green lightsaber. Right. These are the people that use force powers the most. Right. right? They save the sword for last. If you notice, other people have blue lightsabers because they go for the sword first. Right. And they force powers is a little lacking. And then the right? red one is just, a, just... The red is all Sith. That's yeah. a synthetic one. Yeah. Right? Then, Master Windu... Now, Darth Vader had a red one. Yes. Okay. Yes, once Anakin became Darth Vader, right. then he gets a synthetic... Once you become a Sith, you get a synthetic joint. Okay. Because you can't... Pause. Once you become a Sith, you get a synthetic <laughs> lightsaber, right. right? Because you can't yield the other lightsaber because the light, the 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 the, the uh, lightsaber is is you. Is you okay? When you go find your crystal, when you're real little, right. the crystal calls out to you, and you have to go find your crystal. If you've ever seen the young Padawans go on a mission to yeah, go the, get the crystal, yeah, 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 that's yeah. in the Clone okay. Wars. Yeah, yeah, right. I like the Clone Wars. Find right. your crystal, combat. I gotta right. find my crystal. Did anybody ever tell you that you uh, that you're so similar to Just Blaze? Anybody ever say that to you? We're super different, though. No, I know. I'm gonna tell I, you they're, why. They're so I'm different. Tell you, why. you know why we're different? Other than what Delaney just said, I smoke in. and I drink. Yeah, and but yeah, but I'm gonna say from my point of view, I'm gonna say this, and I just thought about this, and I and and, and it has to be said. You're both geeks. Yeah. You're both nerds. You're yeah, both. Yeah, you're both. Not. You're both. Yo. Not. You're both. Not. Not. Uh, but like proud not ones, cocky. though. But like proud ones. No, but mostly not. But thorough. Not cocky, but confident, right. and and really, both of y'all are smart motherfuckers and hoarders and people that collect shit, gadgets, shit like that. You know what the difference is though? Just if you ever go in his space, it's just like stuff everywhere. Yeah, right. but he's been better at that. He's getting better as he gets older. Mm-hmm. Me personally, like if 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 this is the way my house is, and I walk back in here, and you this notice. cup, if this cup is here. And I walk back in and it's turned that way. It pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck's in this house? You know what I'm saying? It really pisses me off. Or like people that like I smoke and people that let the ashtray just get like I, I'm constantly <laughs> the cleaner in the session. Yeah, right, right. Just is just like yo. When I lived with Just, it's just like jerseys everywhere on the floor, <laughs> sneakers everywhere. The his, odd couple. His work environment. He's, he's Oscar Madison. And yeah. You, you feel it his work good. environment with records. I don't yeah. understand how he could do, like, his records be everywhere. He's a mad genius. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm very neat with my records, and they got to be in the right thing, and I take one out and work with that and put it back, and he's just all over the place. There you go. Rhapsody. What's up, What man? do you think about all of this? Man, this was great, man. <laughs> it's a whole lot of knowledge, man. That's what, that's, this is no different when he comes to the studio. Him and Ninth can do this all weekend. Right. Yeah. But you know what I do to her? What? She sp- she does an album and then I'll mix the album and then when I like it's two phases they send me the music I mix it in my joint but then I take it down to North Carolina because I like to finish with you right it probably takes if we sat there and just went through the mixes we could probably be done in like two hours but every song I spit her rhymes back to her and go do you know what you just said like that's how deep so her rhymes be and I'll be like yo, yo, yo you break it down yeah like I, I told her when this album is finished. What we just did with your discography, I want to do with that album. Yeah. I want to have an album listening. Yeah. A lot, you know, Please, man. So I want, I want to push that record. That's, we gonna, that's what's going to happen. We're yeah. going to do that. Listen, guys. We, you know we could do this. I appreciate for, it, bro. hours and hours yeah, and yeah. hours. Thank you. This is your second time here. Yeah. And thanks again, man, so much for, for pushing us out there, man. For, for now, the show that. is dope, man. Don't never change the show. Don't never stop. Like, argue with each other. Be who y'all are. Like, the show really feels like 
barbershop talk. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? And it has a it has it has enough grown man in it that it appeals to me, but it has enough that like my son likes to listen to. You know that's what I'm saying? It's not so old that it's like young cats don't get into it too. And the history that y'all give is super, super important. I'm yes, a teacher. Sir. I'm out here teaching eighteen year olds about music. And 19-year-olds about music. So imagine with the 15-year-old that don't know. Sometimes there may be questions that you're asking and your older audience may say, well, Combat already knows that he lived it. Why is he saying it? So that a 15-year-old can hear the artist say mm, yep. whatever they're saying because our thing in the culture is that important. Don't ever change this that. Is, this is not a disposable culture, man. At all. Yo, yo, Guru Rhapsody, thank you so much. Premium P. Another episode, man. This is shit. This is almost a three-hour episode, man. Yeah, I know. Shout out to uh, uh, Hanger in the building. What's up, Hanger? <laughs> now, but real talk, man. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being a part of this. Guru, you already know. Uh, you're such a genuine dude. I really appreciate, I appreciate you it, my dude. as a friend. And Rhapsody, man, I, I, I just appreciate you, not as a woman uh, MC, just as an MC uh, spitting that fire. And I look forward to what you bring it. Dropping. Thank you so much, yeah. man. Internets, dream those dreams and man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor. It's a round sound. Blow. Blow. Chichi. Numenati! Yeah, yo, it's your boy A-King. You're now listening to the Weekly Drop. You know what I mean? It's a special addition to the Weekly Drop. You know what I mean? We got a, a special, 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 special guest in the building. You know what I mean? I don't know. We don't really have guests on the Weekly Drop. We really play records, new records, records that we feel need some attention. You know what I mean? But Young Guru came through and he walked in with the beautiful, lovely spitter, rhyme sayer herself, Rhapsody, North Carolina's finest. You know What's what up, I mean? y'all? Salutes. What's up? I got like the four specials, so I, I feel real special. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Your shop's a knife wonder. Knife wonder, man. He's been like, I think he thought that we were curbing him by not having you on the show. But nah. we always had you in mind and come on the show, so you're here. You know, this is not the official Combat Jack show Rhapsody pot, uh, episode, but, you know, this is the weekly drop. You put out a record recently um, with uh, Crisis. Uh, drama? Drama. Okay. That record. Is I could. I, I had to think about. it. I was like, I know you did three. Tons, you did three or four came out. I came out after that, so I had right. to go back. I no, like, which so, uh, the first the first record off the project. Drama. Yeah. Yep, Drama. Yep. That was the first single. That was crazy. And I think that's around the time when um we had uh had Knife Wonder on the show for the A3C edition, which was around the end toward the end of the year last mm -hmm. year. And um, man, you just been moving around, man. Man, I never stopped working, man. Never. Crazy. Like, right. Yeah, you know, the studio shows, the Pimple Butterfly. <laughs> What's up with that? How'd you get Man, you, how'd that happen? You're the, only, you're the only rap feature on that joint. Right. It's amazing. It's an honor to be on something that monumental, and, and I'm going to call it a classic. You know, I've lived with it. Uh, now, were you did you record that with Kendrick, or was it nah, one of those? we didn't okay. record that one together. The only record I've ever recorded with him was a record we did in 2011 for my for everything mixtape. Right. Um uh we did that in 2011, but this one uh he was in California and I was on the way to Toronto for my first Toronto show. And uh we got stuck at the airport in Charlotte. So I was on my way to the hotel and I got the text. Um knife was like, "Yo, I just got the word Kendrick wants you on this project." And uh, he had he had asked us about, you know, told me that he wanted me to be on a project a year and a half before that right um but you know he went to started working i didn't hear anything so you know you, you never know but um yeah so i had that show and after toronto i went straight to dc 
and uh, he sent he sent the the track, and he called me, told me the concept, and I went to DC to a studio and recorded it and sent it to him. That's so 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 his his was his verse uh, recorded first. No or? man, I didn't hear anything from that from the album. Like I didn't hear the verse he put on that song. What he sent me was um, part of the hook. And it, when the beat changed and go, went into my section, that's all I got. What was his response when you when you when you sent him your verse? Oh man, he, what was his feedback? He was like, he said, "You killed it." Um, yeah, and that was pretty. It was, you know, he said, "You killed it," and he told Knife, he was like, you know, people talk about all the time the people they don't like. I want to put put energy in the people I do like, mm. and I appreciated that, man. Um, so. And that was it, man. That's crazy. Always had mutual respect for each other, so. Absolutely, we we recently had Denon Porter on the, on the Combat Jack show. Um, oh, that's my homie. And he just put out the stuff of my backpack album, which you're also featured on EP. Right. Told which you also the Told Y'all record, right? Uh, which is phenomenal. One of my favorite joints on, on the project, and you um, murdered that <laughs> again. Thank you. Once again, another like like how do you like. I don't know, man. Like, that's you, a lot to keep up with. You compete with yourself. Do you all the time? All the time. Ever since I've I've started, like, knife will tell you there have been nights. I I sleep in the studio more than I stay at home. Right. Like, I will go home and pack a suitcase. I live fifteen minutes from the studio now, so that's mm. nothing. But I'll pack a suitcase and stay at the studio a week. The day we got a shower was a, was a mistake. Like, I ain't I never leave. And knife will tell you like all the time, like. You know, I'm glad I have them around me because I probably would never get nothing done because I'm I'm a perfectionist. Like I'll rewrite a song 50 times, right? And ain't nothing wrong with it. But you know, it's like ah, I think I could do this better. And Denai, I don't know if he told you, he was like I I wanted to redo that verse. He 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 be like nah, it's good. So that I was verse like is all right, fire. you know. But I trust him. I, I step back and be like all right. <laughs> how, how do you, how do you feel um, getting co-signed by like Nas? You know, uh, the foul manches of the world. like Man, and it's humbling. It's humbling. You know, and these are people that you, you grew up on and, you know, that inspired you and, you know, that you look up to. And, and and when they show you that mutual respect, you like, you know, this is what it was always for. Nobody can tell you that, you know, hard work doesn't work. Right. Um, you know, Jade just recently gave me the nod. You mm. know, I went to the B-Side State uh, show and afterwards um, I saw him backstage and uh, I was standing beside Knife, and he saw Knife, and, you know, he talked to Knife first, and Knife was like, look what I got with me. And he and he turned the corner. He was talking about the complexion verse. He was like, ooh, you did that. He was like, I like that. Wow. And he was like, wow, because this is my favorite rapper of all time for me. Um, it was him and Lauren Hill, but, yeah. you know, he has that edge because all the work he's put out. But Absolutely. So, like, moments like that, man, it's priceless, you know. You, um, you got any any any, any uh, other secret verses in the chamber? Any features that we should be looking out for <laughs> that you can reveal? Not that I can reveal. Because Knife is very cryptic. Like he'll, you know, <laughs> he'll start tweeting shit about you, <laughs> and you know, you just kind of read between the lines and try right. to figure it out. You got to. You know, it's like calculus. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some people were saying doing the, um, because I had to keep that Kendrick thing on the low for good job. January, February, March, three months. Wow, three months. Um, and even like when. A year and a half before that, when he first told us, like you know, I ain't say nothing about it. So yeah, but yeah, uh, nah, nothing I can say. You know, I'm just working. That's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. <laughs> you heard that, internet? So I'm something just working. Cooking. 
That means something's cooking. Something's oh, in the can. I'm always working, man. Something's <laughs> always in the can. <laughs> What's next for you? Like, was anything you working on yourself? Yeah, working on the next album, the okay. sophomore album. Uh, my last album came out in 2012, The Idea right. Beautiful. So, you know, it's about time for another one, especially coming off all this momentum, too. So, um, yeah, we're in the early stages of it, but we have a great start, and nice. I'm excited about it. Nice. Nice. Well, we got to have the extended Rhapsody Combat Jack Show interview. Oh, man, you know I'm coming mean? back, man. This is like... We got to get it in, play some Ain't no tunes. better podcast than this, man. You heard that? You heard no, that? Come on, man. Rhapsody says so. I what? Said, I said it. Pimp, to pimp your podcast. <laughs> to pimp you know your saying? podcast. Word up. The Combat Jack Show, the weekly drop. You know what I mean? This is a little out of our format, you know what I mean? But I'm not mad at it. So we're going to play a record. Rhapsody's going to, you know, send us a... Some exclusive, hopefully, you know, we'll just play it right after this is over with. You know what I mean? Combat Jack Show, hashtag Raise the Ball, hashtag The Weekly Drop. Thank you for rocking with us, Rhapsody. No problem, man. North Y'all Carolina, raise that what up? Bar. Raise the bar. You heard? <laughs> no cack, what up? For sleepers and neglectors, now they can't hold their breakfast. TVs, the tours, they told me my story restless. Pick up where it left off, won't even stop for Alexis. I told you spectators, I told my old neighbors, they laughed it off, now they all calling me for favors. Sorry, sorry, my flow is Jabari draft pick. Everyone a fan, now recognizing my English. I told them, had me at the bottom of the totem, no. Said I fall short like Parker, I took the floating, yo. Goals in the goal now, I ain't quite hold now. You ain't even pick me, and look, I'm still on the road now. Like butter, they utter apologies. Reneging had a heart all the time, and your deck I see. Yeah, watch them change when they think it's see you change up. See you on TV and they all call you famous. But you the same person that was grinding in the cut. And they all turned their back and they never gave up. Yeah, it's bittersweet and the sweet sweeter. Tell me how that crow tastes, now you gotta eat them. <laughs> I bet you ain't think you see my face again. I won't go away. Where is I need you to speak your mind real quick, love one. Let me talk my stew, Scott. Excuse me on my Tupac. Keep your head up, when did you stop? Love and die. Color your skin, color your eyes. That's the real blues, baby, like you met Jay's, baby. Uh, you blew me away. You think more beauty in blue, green, and gray. On my Solomon up north, 12 years a slave, 12 years of age, thinking my shade too dark. I love myself, I no longer need you, but Enforcing my dark side like a young George Lucas Light don't mean you smart, being dark don't make you stupid A frame of mind for them busters, ain't talking woo-ha Need a paradox for the paradox, they tutor Like two tides, LL, you lose two times If you don't see your beautiful in your complexion It ain't complex, to put it in context Find the air beneath the kite, uh, that's a context Yeah, baby, I'm conscious, ain't no contest If you like it, I love it, all your earth tones been blessed Ain't no stress, jigaboos wanna be I ain't talking J, mm-mm, I ain't talking B I'm talking days we got school, watching movie screens And spike your self-esteem, the new James Bond gonna be black as me Black as brown hazelnut, cinnamon, black tea And it's all beautiful to me Call your brothers magnificent, call all the sisters queens We all on the same team, blues and pyrus, no colors ain't a thing Billy Holiday, I sing your blueses Bet your life against me and I swear to God you'll lose it Motherfuck the cops, we still singing for St. Louis Super easy flow, shit, I can do it while I'm snoozing Tripping off the dope again like Pookie out of rehab Talking money you ain't got, titty making me laugh Call it funny paper like a Sunday praising Jesus The world going apes again, I swear we need a Caesar 
told him I ain't single, he still asked him, can I see you? I told him he ain't too smart, why them other ladies D? You're scoring in the fishing, I'm just talking business. Numbers never lie when you've been shooting high percentage. Uh. Go ahead, 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 go